Podcast Fresh on the last episode of Podcast Fresh. He asks Will if he's enjoying the reception. Will says, uh, no, you know, I'm, I'm fine. But he starts trying to explain, like, how his day is going and this really difficult thing that he has to tell his mom. And Jeffrey just cuts him off and goes, oh, you must be under the impression that I actually care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now to see this motherfucker get honey roasted here by, by Phil is awesome. Phil basically... Uh, you know, he's just being nice. He's like, how, how are you, Jeffrey? Blah, blah, blah. And Jeffrey runs on his whole day. He's going bald. He's got this other shit going on. And he goes, oh, no. We're out of Mrs. Butterworth's words. It's so good. <laughs> now this is a story all about how a cat and Chris just both sat down. So we'd like to take some time and chill out there. We'd like to talk a bit about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. All right, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Fresh, show number 39, 39, the 39th show of this beautiful podcast. Thank you for coming on board. You get the Jesus from Ryan to start the pod. That's how we do it 23 seconds in. But uh, thank you so much for downloading it. Today we are we're going to review the last two episodes of season three, which has been... We'll get into it, but it's what do you think overall, <laughs> Ryan, without getting too deep into season three? Because uh, we still got two more to go. But overall, I would say it's almost like a Dr. Frankenstein kind of season. There's been parts good, parts bad. Uh, what do you think overall about season three? Yeah, I agree. I think um, this this season, for better or for worse, yeah. takes the most risks. Yeah. And uh, the the unfortunate thing is, to, to me at least, uh, just to round it up, I don't think the risks pay off half the time. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to have to read Janet Hubert's book because it felt to me, just watching season three, it felt like there was just a, you could feel that there was a lot of stuff going on backstage. Like the, the, the show felt disjointed. Like there were patches of episodes where Viv would be gone. There were patches of episodes where like the kids would be gone. It would just be like a Carlton, Will and, uh, and Jesse Jeff episode. So just, it just, I never, it, it just never felt like a, it just felt like a variety kind of season, you know, nothing really, there's no real central theme. Yeah, and especially with your episode that you're gonna review now, it's like, it was. It's always in the back of my mind that, you know, the stuff about Janet, mm-hmm. and I've been feeling like that for the past four episodes. Right. So, there's. It's always on the back of my mind like something's going on with Janet because she's not here. She's mentioned and whatever. And I was actually seeing her in this episode, which is her last credited episode, I think, is bittersweet right. because. It's almost like they stripped down her. She's like a robot of herself mm. to me. It wasn't like Aunt Viv. It was just Janet fulfilling some contractual obligations, and then she was about to get kicked to the curb. And I don't like that thought at all. So yeah, this was just the. Uh, this is kind of like uh, her swan song, so to speak. Not uh, you know, it was just like a goodbye. Um, we'll get into it, but it, it definitely. It definitely is a show that uh, we're gonna we're halfway through, and mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what season four brings. But season three was a was a mixed bag. I think to probably put it the nicest. Definitely a mixed bag. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll get into yes. it. Yes. What have you been up to, man? How was your week? Anything exciting? 
Man, my week has been very, very busy. Mm, tell Probably me about the it. Busiest week I've had. You're just running life. around. So, yeah, just running around. I have a lot of stuff that I'm trying to get to now when it comes to like the house. I had a lot of planters to to put in the wall. Like I had all kinds of stuff, man. My garage is a mess. Like I'm just trying to get to that stuff because yeah. I just I've been putting it off for so long, mm-hmm. and I'm not even six percent done. But right, <laughs> I started. But on top of that, I had to go back to the dentist this week to what I thought was he was going to finish my root canal, which he technically did. But there's a bit of a complication now because he says that it might not be worth capping because my tooth is so fucked up that we might actually end up have to pull it out. And, um, was he going to give you credit for the fucking money that you already spent for the root canal? Well, the thing is he says like where I stand with it is he's going to give me a month to, you know, to have this. Yeah. The way it is. If it's fine, if I don't feel any discomfort, they're going to cap it at, in a month. But the thing is, my tooth can crack at any second sure. because there's a lot of filling more than tooth, I guess, at this point. Mm-hmm. So uh, he says it's just he's like, if I made a cap and it cracked anyway, that would be a waste. So we'd have to let's just wait. And then he says there's other things he'd like to do also. So it's a money game at the end of the day. And I don't know. I'm just pl- seeing what's up. I have like three more appointments booked this year. I got a lot of dental shit to do. Fuck. Mm-hmm. But um, whatever. It is what it is. I don't really. It's, it's a pain, but like it is, you know, it literally is what it is. And I was there yesterday and that's when the damn tornado hit in Barrie. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So for the viewers where I live, uh, we got hit with a freaking tornado, but it was <laughs> South Barrie. I live in North Barrie. Yeah. But, man, the stuff I've seen on TV and on, like, the Internet, like, man, some houses got leveled. There was a street that was just completely demolished. And Mm -hmm. it's crazy that that was so close to me, honestly. But I've been getting messages up the ass. People think I'm, like, you know, dead. So I appreciate everybody reaching out, but I'm fine. There you go. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I did that. Oh, and then today I I got home really late because I finally took my car into Honda so they could replace my screen. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Did they do that? Yeah, so they did that. I waited I waited two freaking hours. Um, I saw the two Fresh Prince episodes. But I saw them yesterday, but I saw them again at Honda. Yeah. And uh, I started The Sopranos. So nice. <laughs> I watched I watched two episodes of The Sopranos. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been my, my week. I just, just appointments and stuff to do around the house, and I got more of that coming. Yikes. So today is uh, Friday, July 16th. Did you do what you were supposed Friday. to do today? Did you grab that game or did it come out Wednesday? The new Zelda. Was that today? Uh, I have it ordered. I think it came out today. Yeah, the yeah. 16th. Uh, I have it ordered, but uh, it says I'm getting it Monday. So. Yeah. Uh, most people are giving it a B, an 80 out of 100. Yeah, it's funny. Um, that game got a 10 out of 10 when it came out in 2009. <laughs> yeah, this is amazing. Or, or 2010. That game got <laughs> right, a 10 it got out of 10. Perfect score in a lot of publications. Perfect score yeah. everywhere. Yeah. As time goes on, people are like, you know what? Fuck that game. <laughs> uh, those damn controls suck. <laughs> and now it's like this this version comes out literally 10 years later. And it's getting more praise, but it's getting lower scores. And the reason why is just because I think they're just judging it as, you know, a a port or a, you know, a re remaster. Which is fine. That's what it is. But I think that if the game got a 10 originally, it should be getting a 10 again. Right. Because 
if anything, it's just better. It's there's quality of life in it. It looks better. It plays better. But for some reason, people are like, you know, giving it a lower score. But I have the answer to that. We're living in a world where Breath of the Wild exists. Mm -hmm. And 10 years ago, Breath of the Wild didn't exist. Right. And every review that you look at for this game, they mention Breath of the Wild and compare it to that game. Right. So that's why it's not getting a 10. Breath of the Wild didn't exist. This would get a 10 again. Yeah. And it's not so much that Breath of the Wild uh, is one of the greatest games of all time. That's a huge shadow to live under. But... In, in Breath of the Wild, for example, <clears throat> I bet the Link can do like 16 things or 32 things, right? That, that's but in Skyward thing. Sword, yeah. he probably only does six of those things or 10 of those things. And maybe he doesn't have this weapon or that weapon because it hasn't come around yet. Even though these are uh, um, you know, things that have made the franchise and the games better, they didn't exist at the time. So there's no real reason to use them, for example. I, that's one thing. I'm saying that's the only reason. And I think that's oh, maybe that's why some of the one. games get, you know, they don't quite yeah. get that 100 Definitely. And also just the fact that, you know, Skyward Sword is very, very linear um, compared to every other Zelda game, actually. Like, I think every other Zelda game does a better job of making it feel like you can go anywhere, but without going anywhere. Yeah. In Breath of the Wild, you could literally go anywhere. It's not linear at all. And, you know, that's always the more... I don't know how I feel about that. There's always like this thing where linearity is bad. I don't really feel that way. But generally, people think linearity is bad. So when they compare it to Breath of the Wild, where it's like, you know, you could fucking go to the mountains or the desert or the lava or the final boss within an hour. um, People, you know, look back on this and be like, no, I don't want to play by, you know, a streamlined uh, rule or whatever. So I get it. But, you know, (laughs) this game is very special to me because that this this game is what got me into the series in the first place. Oh, okay. So it's I'm a rare breed. Like I didn't play the classics. This is the one, eh? I played this one. <laughs> gotcha. And then I went back into the classic. Yeah. So that's why it's like I can always, I, this game is my sweetie. I always look really This game is your sweetie? It. Yeah, this game is definitely my sweetie. So I'm going to I'm going to get it and play it and complete it for old time's sake. I love again. it. Again, it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah. But first I'm uh, going through God. <laughs> yeah, how how's that game going? You drew it in the uh if anybody yeah. stuck around for the B-roll, that insanity last week we did the uh raffle bag. And Ryan went in there and he drew lucky number one in the Royal Rumble. He got my name. So I was able to choose a game for Ryan. Took me about eight minutes. I think in the podcast, it took me about 30 seconds. But uh, <laughs> we ended up on, uh, on, uh, on God of War. Because the thing is, I wasn't going to screw you by like making you play something that I wouldn't play. You know what I mean? Just to torture you. Right. Um, I knew when uh, you were looking for games, I knew it was going to be like... A triple A Sony game for some reason. I yeah. knew it was going to be something that's good. Because, like, I wouldn't make you play fucking Mario <coughs> Party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mario, yeah. So it's, it's, it is what it is. But, uh, no, man, I popped it in uh, last Saturday. So I've been so busy that I, last time I played it was Saturday. So hopefully I could get in some gaming this weekend. But um, I, I started to, to play it again. And yeah. I had a saved file already from trying it the, the last time a while ago. <laughs> so I, I deleted it and I went back and I played everything. So I did the whole thing that I, I the part I got up to. But I played an extra like three hours plus. <coughs> and I started getting into like, um, like I got to this dungeon and there was like some puzzle elements. And I was like, okay, I'm a fucking idiot. Because at first I thought the game, what it showed me in those couple hours, that was it. But it's starting to, it keeps showing me new mechanics and new things. Yeah. And I'm actually really, really enjoying it now. Yeah. The uh, the fighting is fun. The the axe is fun. Uh, when you call that bitch back, it's crazy. Yeah. 
And um, I like this little command you have with, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Kratos' son. He has bow and arrows, and there's a button dedicated to to triggering him to shoot the bow and arrows at enemies. Okay. So it's really helpful yeah. when you when you're in a jam and you need like a little stunner for the guy. Yeah. Like it's really yeah. cool. So yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. And there's like an RPG system. You could upgrade all your weapons and your your moves and shit. Wow. It's really good. I'm actually really <clears throat> really excited to get into that more. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check out that game for sure. Like there's for my sure. there's my backlog, and then there's my small little gold briefcase that's got like five or six games those are the next ones on tap if you will and those right. are, and uh, you know breath of the wild is on there for me um what else have i been looking at because i just recently started making this list in my mind i was just imagining all this free time that i'm gonna have in the fall and in the winter time but we'll see <laughs> um but yeah no uh it's good to sink your teeth into a game like that. And I would recommend playing God of War. If it's anything like the old ones, it, the soundtrack has got to be a fucking like Hollywood quality. I would definitely play that game either yes. with the 5.1, turn the fuck up or uh, put some hush puppies over them ears and uh, listen to the game that way. But uh, to to play it on a TV with the volume on low, I think is a, is a disservice. A How's the music? You liking it? Yeah, yes. it's good. I wanted to say that I looked it up and it's on Spotify. Right. So that's you're Dude. not joking. Yeah. This is going to be the last episode. We're going to head into the freshies next week. That's exciting. Uh, we'll have a huddle discussion about that one. But uh, looking forward to that one. We should be able to come up with some good award uh, categories. categories for that one. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm trying to say. So I'm trying to say now. Um, and then we'll be back with season four. I can't remember anything in season four, so this is all going to be maybe not new to me. I'm sure I've seen a bunch of it, but uh, definitely looking forward to that. And yes, this is Janet Hubert's last episode. I was curious if it was going to be my episode or yours that was going to be Janet Hubert's last, and uh, it ended up being mine. I feel like our episodes should have switched order. In the season? Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel, yeah. Also, your episode should have been on, like, it was a good episode. Where the fuck was that episode, like, 15 episodes ago when I, we were saying, can we please get an episode, like, the first two seasons, like, something like that, where yeah, it's, like, exactly. Will at his right sweetest, there. you know, but, like, still, like, a, with the one-liners, and maybe you put him in some ridiculous uh, situation, <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And it's buried we'll it all the way the at the end. That was weird. I get it was graduation, but I feel like Phil and, and Viv renewing their vows was probably more of a nicer way to end the season. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. But it's just the fact that it was a flashback episode. That's why I feel like you could have ended three with a bang by, you know, giving us better times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Uh, no, for sure. Chose it like this. Yeah. Let's get into this son of a gun. Yes. So we are in season three. Uh, episode 23, The Way We Were, uh, original air date, May 23, 1993. We begin pre-credits. We're seeing Phil. He's kind of tending to the baby, making... Dude, the baby's making, like, the most stereotypical, like, canned... They were just hitting, like, baby.mp3. It was that cutesy <laughs> little laugh that's been used for everything. Um, Phil starts doing, like, cucaracha. Will runs down the stairs. He catches him. He goes, aha! And then Phil chases him out. Yeah, he chases him out. He chases him out, and uh, we go to the credits. Nice little scene here, but I thought it needed a little salt and pepper. It just felt very plain. 
it was very fast. Um, I like that Phil was being, you know, ridiculous. That was nice, especially with it's, it's just adorable seeing him, you know, tend to a baby like right. That. Um, but Will actually runs down yelling earthquake, yeah. which is ridiculous. And, and it's because, you know, Phil is bouncing up and down and then they look at each other and then Phil ends up chasing him. I think it's, it's, it's very, it's whatever. I, I think we need to stop hassling the intros <laughs> <laughs> because I think they're running out of good ways to start the show. I think it just is what Like it is they're now. trying to be too cute at times. Yeah. Right. It's like, they just, they're trying to bring stuff back, try new ideas, but it's just not hitting. Yeah. I mean, Will being upset at the uh, earthquake thing kind of does make sense. We remember season two, episode one, the, uh, did the earth oh, that's still? that's a good callback, actually. There was, an, awesome. there was that giant earthquake, and then he was, like, freaking out at any time, like, there would be, like, uh, <laughs> afterwaves or whatever the fuck they're called. You can tell I don't live in an area with earthquakes, afterwaves, aftershocks. Right. And he was, like, freaking out, and that annoying girlfriend, they were locked in there together. Um, and we'll see them in a bit, but, uh, yeah, so that at least is even, but it is a little bit ridiculous. You're right. Uh, I like that callback. I didn't think of that. That's yeah, cool. there you go. Uh, Phil is putting over Viv. So now we're, uh, after the credits and, uh, the boys are all sitting around the kitchen. He's saying that, uh, he's going to redo their vows because this has meant so much to him. Uh, next week, actually, because this is TV. Everything just moves quickly. So next week, they're redoing their vows, or because this is TV in about seven minutes. Uh, Jeffrey's getting the menu ready, and he's wondering if he should base it on their wedding from 25 years ago. And then Jeffrey stops himself. Oh, sorry, sir. Uh, sorry, what a silly question. It's not like you can remember. And Phil goes into this soliloquy about, actually, uh, if I had to pretend I was there now, it was chicken pot pie with coleslaw Baked beans with molasses and a slice of chocolate devil's food. Mamma mia, pregatore. Oh um, and I thought that was nice. He snaps at him and he goes, or at least that's what I remember. Is he playing it off like he doesn't dream about that <laughs> wedding dinner? Um, I was very interested by that menu, Ryan. Uh, how come? And it was just a lot more kind of southern than I would have imagined. It was a lot closer to like something that uh, that mama would make for him, you know? Maybe they got married in the old country, or maybe just wanted to to just pay homage to uh, his heritage, and maybe they had a lot of family come in. Maybe, yeah, right? That's so. true. But anyway, ooh, a slice of chocolate devil's food cake—that is my favorite chocolate. I can cake. go for that right now. That is my favorite chocolate cake. And when I can't find it, you know what I do? I hit up the Seven uh, Eleven. What do I do? You fuck. <laughs> you make no, it. No, fuck that. <laughs> I thought you buried me. I was ready to accept the burial. Um, no. <laughs> I, I, I go to 7-Eleven and I buy the uh, McCain's Deep and Delicious. Have you ever had one of these Deep and Delicious cakes? Are they the Red Box? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you'll know when you see it. Plastic oh, okay, top with that ugly foil aluminum thing that yep. it comes in. Yep. And you, you yep. bend out the corners without cutting your fingers and you pop the thing out. And you look at Those this, good. and the cake looks very unassuming. It looks very short, and it's got a little bit of the gimmick on it. <laughs> and then you put a fork into the son of a bitch, and you try some of that cake. Your day's over. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Your day it's better. like there's a party in my mouth, and everybody's invited. Oh my Just God. a tremendous cake. And it's so spongy, and you can eat the whole thing. That's why it's a very dangerous cake. 
Um, in fact, uh, Ryan, I don't know if you know this, but it was actually on the uh, FBI top 10. They were looking for this thing. Uh, very spongy, delicious. I recommend the McCain's Deep and Delicious Cake. And uh, for all the gringos out there, it's also available in vanilla. You can get the vanilla one if you want as well. So that was pretty good. But definitely go for the chocolate. Go do it right now. Do it right now. Put this podcast on pause and go and get the Deep and Delicious. You can find it at most of your 7-Elevens, right? Um, Dang, I want a Deep and Delicious now. you're helping... You're helping the rich get richer. They cannot turn it's this brutal. off. They got to keep listening. It's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are brought to you this week by McCain. Um, the devil's Yes, food. sir. And Phil says, I'm guessing. And Jeffrey walks away. This part's awesome. He goes, if only that power could be used for good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. So what we find from this episode is that Jeffrey's been with Phil and Viv going back to at least the wedding. Yeah, that is true. So it's not like Jeffrey's been there five, six years. And this is their 25th anniversary. So that would, uh, that would put Jeffrey uh, probably having been in his late twenties when he started serving the, uh, the family, maybe late thirties. What I'm thinking is I remember in that flashback scene. (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't wasn't Phil and Vivian already married when they were living in that right with Hillary? when they were coming up and they had the landlord guy the the dude that showed up and that yeah they were already talking about like they were already addressing to themselves as like you know a couple so I feel like they were already married yeah you know so what's I funny think- I actually think if we go back to that episode and we look at the trivia facts and goofs I think it's in there I think it is says like the, yeah I think it says like there is a flashback scene where Phil and Viv are married or something but this is um it contradicts like the canon but it is never referred to again so cuz it was in a dream state or a, fla- a flashback flashback it was a flashback right cuz yeah. if it was so dream it, so I wouldn't have cared if it was flashback right. and it was I think we did make a a point about that God, continuity. Yeah, really and good, good call on that right? one. Look at you with the rewind. You see, look at me. Maybe we do need two weeks off in between these episodes. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, it's fresh, <laughs> Jesus. So he says, if only that part could be used for weeks. good. Uh, Phil takes off. He's off to make the preparations, and this is nice. The kids all gather around the kitchen to finish putting together this uh, photo album that they're going to present to the parents as. A gift, which is nice. Uh, Hillary's putting over how amazing she looks in the pictures because, <laughs> of course, she would. And then we're going to break into flashbacks. Uh, and because of that, I thought this was a very easy episode to watch. Right. And I thought we could just, uh, for the sake of uh, not breaking the formula, we'll go through the episode shot by shot and we'll just if there's anything you want to comment on or whatever and it's kind of nice because it'll kind of serve as our kind of little ribbon on the episode as well before the nice little primer for the freshies it definitely reminded me of a lot of things that i'd forgotten about i like that yeah i was wondering how you were gonna do this yeah yeah no it's all good um so Will, so we start off will is in the living room and this is the scene where carlton comes down in the dress and I love this because I remember when we were reviewing it, we were laughing that like Carlton actually <laughs> does pull it off pretty well, like wearing a dress. I don't even know. The walk, the walk and everything is good. It's just <laughs> tremendous. 
Yeah, I really like that scene. Are the are all these scenes from season three? No, right? I don't. You know what? When I was looking at them, a lot of them are right, but they do put some from season two. Right. Yeah. And Viv learning to dance. This is where she's uh, she gets that first dance class, and she they're kind of going through the steps, and she's completely lost, and she's second guessing herself. And Will, who she had power to 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 go with her to this thing, and almost had to beg him to come. Uh, this part I only noticed it now. I don't know why I didn't notice it then, but like uh, Will obviously realizes, okay, I gotta cut. I got to stop clowning around because my Aunt Viv is clearly overwhelmed and I got to go outside and save her and convince her to get back in here. Um, Mm. I thought that was really sweet. It made me realize uh, how much I'm going to miss Janet Hubert. Yeah, that's why I didn't like this episode. It made me miss her too much. Yes. Uh, It was like salt in the wound. (laughs) Very much so. Yeah, it was a very, uh, I got to, yeah, anyway, we'll get into it. Jeffrey's cutting a rug with Naomi Campbell. That was at the, uh, that, that little scene where they're having dinner. Um, anything to add there, Ryan? Remember uh, <laughs> Naomi Campbell? Wait, wasn't that the one where he's dancing with her? Yeah, like, yeah, they're dancing. They're cutting up a rug. Is, yeah. They're at a club. Yep, Will, Will and Carlton come in. They're like, no, no, he's actually doing good for himself, you know? Yeah, Will tries to dance and it's horrible. It's not selling. Now we're working. Now we're Jeffrey good. like gets the girl back. It's good. <laughs> Next scene, we see Carlton putting a Jerry curl on Phil. He says, "Say, <laughs> is that Phil Banks or Blair Underwood?" And Viv is the best here. She's laughing her ass yes. off. Carlton puts a smaller piece on his head, and Phil remarks, "I look like little Richard, power and attorney," um, <laughs> which I thought was funny. I forgot about that scene for some reason. Really? Damn. I, I will say everything I I saw in this episode, I remember right. like it was yesterday. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Wow. We cut to the one where uh, Phil and Viv are getting ready to entertain uh, Phil's buddies from the uh, the court. And uh, that's when Viv's got uh, Ashley's hair all done up with the little right. uh, bangs or whatever the hell they were, <laughs> pigtails. And Will says, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Harley comes to Harlem. And uh, from there, we go to Will as a pirate. We go to that scene where Will's taking a part-time job working as a, uh, at a restaurant where he has to dress up as a pirate, and the family comes in to get reservations. Um, love that scene. Uh, that is definitely the good old days. Uh, just Will roasting the family, especially going after Phil really hard. <laughs> <laughs> really, really good here. Um, anything to add here, Ryan? No, just, you know, lamenting better times. I like the, I like when Phil, I don't know if it was shown here, but I remember in that episode, like when Will's taking their order, he like slaps Phil in the head with like a napkin or something. Yeah, well. Because everyone's kind of talking down, or Phil is like bossing him around and everyone's being nice except yeah. Phil, so Will just kind of slaps him. Yeah, he's like so acting funny. like he's like trying to get like some crumbs off him or some dust, but then he starts like whipping yeah. him really. He whips him really hard, and Phil's like, "The hell!" Phil's reaction is realistic because he's like, "Did that just happen?" Because in real life, your real yeah. your reaction is not to get up and fight the guy. It's no, like you don't want to say anything. It's like, yet. did this guy did, like yeah. he? I realize he works here, but that was a little bit hard. You know, it's like just one of <laughs> it's just one of those like social cue kind of things. Like, oh gee, this guy hit me kind of hard. Yeah. To, for me, if in those situations, like if this happens again, then I'll say something. Yes. 
Right. We cut to that famous dinner table scene where it's Carlton versus Will with Hillary as the prop. She's forced to either bark, hit Will, or pay a compliment, uh, depending on who's ringing the bell. Um, or or um, what's Will's signal when he touches his head? Is it? Yeah, when he scratches Yeah, something his head. like that, yeah. Yeah, when he scratches his head. And then Carlton, when he hits the glass, she's supposed to hit yeah. him. Yeah. I remember giving that episode a 10. This show, like this clip, I, I was laughing really hard yeah. still. So All these the clips stands. make me realize <laughs> that we've probably seen most of the best clips of the entire show already yes. in the first half. And that scares me. Yeah, dude. man. That scares yeah. me because we talk about it all the time. You even alluded to it already in the beginning. Like, we don't remember season four, five, six. No. Like, there's only one scene I remember. Uh, oh, I'm sure you remember we, more than that. No, I'm telling what? you, there's one scene that I remember, maybe two. Lou, Lou versus scene. Will. That's the only scene. No, there's got to be more than that. I know you don't I'm mean literally. You. Like, obviously, you remember. Not you're going to remember other episodes in I, there. Yeah, but you're trying to but think, I like, think memorable like, scenes. Memorable. Something like it's a breakout Lucille. Something, nothing like that. <laughs> nothing, man. Yeah. Nothing. And it's like, what, what, the one that, that Carlton gets shot... That's that didn't pass, right? We were no, not there yet. no, that one's coming. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's, that's another one. So lo- that's two. Yeah, so lo- those two are the ones that I c- that I know are coming that I'm excited for. But man, when it comes to like just little scenes, like you know, Breakout Lucille, which just sticks in your mind, yeah. I don't know. I don't remember nothing, mm-hmm. and that scares the shit out of me. Yeah, it. it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, um, and just like I asked last week, Daphne Reed, uh, happy birthday, happy belated birthday to Daphne Reed. By the way, the, oh, the yeah, lovely and talented Daphne Reed. Everything we say on here is specifically only about the characters. But um, uh, how many memorable moments does, is the new Anne Vivian? I don't remember. There are some. There just, are some. Her dancing yeah. with Phil is a very famous one. That's the only one I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm trying to remember, you know. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, but, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll get into it. That's the beauty of this podcast is we're going to go through to the bitter end and we'll check it out. You know what? Even in today's age, to watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air, like when you want to watch Fresh Prince, let's just say we weren't doing this podcast, but you were in the mood to watch Fresh Prince, you wouldn't you wouldn't put on an episode from season three up. You'd probably get something from season one or two, yeah, just to have on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even today in streaming, you don't you don't randomly go watch a, a season five episode. You just don't. Yeah, it's just the way it is, man. Like if Daphne was in the beginning end of Fresh Prince, it's kind of like what you said last week. We would cheer for her and boo the uh, Janet, yeah. you know? But it's just, you know, this is just how it went, and things played out this way. And now it's it's like I have this barking idea in my head where it's like, did this show kind of put all their best ideas out already, and this back half is just, you know, riding that wave. I don't know. I hope it's not, but it sure seems like it. We talk about this since when we were covering season one, the Oasis effect, right? Oasis, worldwide, number one rock band, whatever you want to call them, blah, blah, blah. You tell somebody you don't like Oasis, you get death threats, so you got to put them over. They are talented. Um, hi, Dylan. In case Dylan's listening, that's like his favorite band, right? <laughs> I don't know, but it's like yeah. uh, Oasis fans are very are very loyal. You see one bad thing about Oasis, and they're ready to chuck their pint at you. You know, uh, it's, it's not for yeah. everybody. It's not for everybody. I like Oasis. I like what they've done, um, but that's where it stops and ends for me. I think in no way are they 
you know, the Beatles or anything like that. It, it, no way. There's just no way. It's a, there's a lot of that, though. Linkin Park is another one where it's like, oh, yeah. hybrid theory is the best the one, one and yeah. fucking now it's pop and shit. Right. <laughs> Even though I enjoy all the albums for what they are. like. Well, the thing is, if you go and listen to uh, Linkin Park Hybrid Theory, you'll... Uh, <laughs> fucking side tangents. If you go and listen to <laughs> Linkin Park uh, Hybrid Theory, the album, it's a very streamlined like rock album with a little bit of rap, and it's produced in a nice... In a nice way that it's still rock, but there are like elements of like a pop in it as well, right? Yeah. And yeah, exactly. then when you go and listen to like their B sides, you know, uh, the reanimation, all that stuff, and you listen to the stuff that they're into, but they don't put on the actual albums, it's all yeah. kinds of like wacky shit, like acoustic oh, sets, and there's like a five minute Han just like scratching, like there's all kinds of like crazy I love those. stuff that that you that it's good, but it'd be like if if we were Lincoln Park, it'd be like, yeah, Ryan, that's a banger, but you know what? Uh, it's just let's not, not put it on there because it's not yeah, it's never gonna hit radio. We want to make radio, yeah, right? No. Then exactly. once you make radio, so, you're a superstar. You do whatever the fuck you want, right? But, yeah, that's why they put out those reanimation albums. <laughs> yeah. Re recharge and all that. That, to me, was um, the first time when I listened to reanimation. Um, maybe it happened the same thing to you as a fan, but when I first listened to reanimation, I was, I'm old, so I was actually around when all these albums were coming out one at a time. But when reanimation came out, to me, it was kind of like, wow, okay. And it scared a lot of people because it was like, wait a minute, what is this? This is different than Hyper 3. Yes, they're trying to right. show us in a polite way that they are more than that album and that they're able to get a lot more different sounds across. And we would see that in albums to come. Yeah, I appreciate albums like that. But like if I listen to Reanimation has a cool remix of In The End, right? And I listen to it and I like it. Oh, it's, it's got like, like an extra. The verses are all different, right? The verses yeah. are different, and there's, like, no instrumental. There's just an echo effect uh, when it starts. So, like, Chester's, like, yelling with this nice echo. It never, it'll never match the original. Like, it'll never live up to the original song. So, it's to me, it's like, I don't want to listen to it. Even though it's good and I like it, I don't want to listen to it. I'd rather just listen to the original. And I have this stigma with me where, about anything where it's, like, a remix, yeah, that's cool, but it's not the original. And I'm not really one to say, like, oh, Spider-Man 1 will always be better than two or three because it's the original i'm not like that with movies but for some reason with music i am like that remixes upset me i'm talking about an actual remix i'm not talking about where they take the same beat use the same verses but then they add an extra person and then they call it a remix like that's i don't think that's a remix it's just like a redo to be honest uh but a remix is when you you keep the same song but you're you're changing like everything about it the the layout the the instruments the sonics all the sounds that's a remix to me. So when that happens, it's like, okay, this is a cool alternate take on the song. But at the same time, it, uh, I like the first one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you're like that at all. but Yeah, it depends on the me. song, right? Covers can be like that too. Like Exactly, yeah. I've heard covers, and it's pretty close to the real thing. And people are like, that's a shit mm -hmm. cover. Like, but how? It's almost the same <laughs> song. Yeah, but it's shit. It's not a good cover. And then... You'll have the other guy that's the, that grabs a song, grabs a knife, slices it all up, give, makes it like his own creation. And you'll still have critics who are like, nah, he took that one too far. That's shit. It's like, okay, so right. wait a minute. So what's going on here? So should it be 
like the original, but not like the original. What's going to make you happy, damn it? So I think it all, it, that debate's going to go on for the rest of time. It's it's, all it's very similar to like how in the video game industry we're now seeing, uh, and Ryan high-fiving people off the air. Um, I got a fruit fly. It's annoying the shit. And, and these fucking flies never bring any fruit with them either, eh? Jesus. It's not like you can kill it. It's like, okay, I get a banana out of this or something, you know? Bring me a fucking orange. <laughs> right. <laughs> you kill the fly and orange just pops up. Oh, it's a video game. Dude, you have people go out there like right now hunting like flies. If they all turn into like something random. Oh, this one turned into like a stack of $50 bills, you know? <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, but it's like, oh, shit, this one turned into a snake. Yeah. Dude, it'd be crazy. Like three days, it'd be like, and there's a world shortage of flies for the first time ever in our history. I want to see a shitty BS movie. Right. Like that. I wonder if we actually need flies. I'm sure we do, right? They must do something. They must provide something in we, the circle of things that we need yes. them, or at least some of them. We need, we need them to annoy us. <laughs> yes. That is tremendous. Something needs to annoy us on yeah. the daily. Flies we need are, them in order to keep like tobacco and like booze sales up. <laughs> like, it's a fucking bug. I'm going to go out there and buy a two for it. I'll show you, motherfucker. <laughs> By the way, we call we call twenty four packs of beer two fours. That's a Canadian thing, by the way. So if you hear us talk, is it really? I thought that was a renowned thing. No, no, no. We call them two fours. Look at us. Made two four, buddy. It's because I made two four. That's why. Yo, we two. They don't have made two four. We have made two four. Made two four is made two six. Made two one. We have the uh, Victoria Day Long Weekend. You're really losing me with all these two. Jesus. Speaking of two one, we're back. Um, So Will's a pirate. (laughs) Hey, Captain Jack Sparrow. Then we're at the dinner table. And then we covered that already. So then we go to the lottery. (laughs) So now we're back to season three. Uh, Jeffrey wins the lottery. Do you know what's funny about this episode? Is This is the part where he breaks the vase. Or as he calls it, the vase, which is probably correct. Ding! Your Montrose vase attracts dust like a madness. Gee, listen. (laughs) Problem solved. Okay, gee, listen, listen. Philip, I have a thousand dollars with your name on it. Do the family a favor. Get Viv some cooking lessons. You (laughs) And Miss Ashley. How does a Mercedes sound? Vroom, vroom. Very clever. I'll get you two. Vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> nice try. In case you hadn't figured it out, I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. I quit. And the quote here is attracts dust like a magnet. Smashes it. Problem solved. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, that episode, I realized how sorry Will was after, but that was a that was a bitch move what they did to <laughs> what a you don't dick. do that. Dude, you don't do That's that. Horrible. In my opinion, and uh, I realized at the time of the episode I meant to get into this whole soliloquy and I didn't get a chance. Um <laughs> But what I meant to say is, dude, that's a that's a strike, dude. Like that is, like that's a bad one. Like if one of my that if is. one of my friends or family members did that to me, I'd be like, okay, you know what? That's a strike. You do that shit, or you do something like that ever again, and we're done. We're done as a like a family or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. What do you think? Could you live off a prank like that? Like, 
I make you I make you believe that you won sixty million dollars. I don't know. I've cut people off for way. That's what I'm saying, right? I'm, but I'm very like, I don't know if it's a flaw of mine, but I'm very like, there's no second chances with me. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, uh, you fucking fuck me. That's it. You fuck me. No, fuck you. Yeah, and you fucking gone. You're fucking gone. Fucking guy. Fucking cockroaches. (laughs) (laughs) Stomp them all. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I, 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 am definitely about uh, rebuilding bridges every now and then, but I'm stubborn, so I'll, I'll like, I'll go back to the table like ten years later. Yeah, I need the bridge to be rebuilt for yeah. me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. get get back into this. So he wins the lottery, attracts death like a magnet, breaks the vase. Then we go to the camping one. Um, this was actually uh, I hated this line by Carlton, but it's the one where Carlton says, "God, I can." St- I hate that they put this in there. This was right after, uh, so they're all at the campfire. Oh. Um, why were they camping again? They they were on a they were on a drive, but then something happened and it started to snow really bad. So they found shelter in that cave. All oh, right, there's like a really bad uh, snowstorm. So they yeah. went to the cave and they're all sitting there, and. Uh, you know, uh, Phil and Will had this serious conversation, and then uh, Carlton, I guess to break the mood, says, uh, "Silly rabbit, tricks are for kids." Um, after queuing that up with a very serious, I can still hear them haunting him, and uh, I don't know, this one just didn't land with me, but it's in there, and I just miss James Avery. And if you put me on the bench, I'll take a real bite out of crime. Vote for Philip Banks. Philip Banks. Philip Banks. Philip Banks. One of Ryan's favorites. It's Tyreek, and one of my favorite scenes. Will and Tyreek just coming down the steps into a whole ass music video. <laughs> they get in there, they start dancing, they're both getting into it, and then they stop. What do you two think you're doing? I was trying to get up to my room. Hey, Todd, what was you doing? I, I was trying to be in the video. Just a, just a great scene. And the director's like, very famously asks Will, what do you think you were doing? And Will's like, trying to get out of the way. And he goes, what were you doing? Tyreek's like, I was trying to be in the music video. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is <laughs> tremendous. Uh, any memories on that scene, Ryan? Uh, man, I remember uh, when we were getting into that one, you were telling me what it was going to be about. And I'm like, naughty by nature. I don't remember them in the mm. show. And then we get to that episode and I was like, you, I remember you, you weren't giving me a, like a hard time, but you were like, you just kept saying like, I can't believe you don't remember this. You're crazy. Like, so then when I saw it again, I didn't remember it, but I really, really. Wow. It. To me, it's, yeah. it's a. Uh like we were talking about earlier, like to me, it's just one of those like iconic moments, but for some reason it didn't like, it's not, it didn't have the same resonance with you. 
No, and it's That's crazy because I'm a fan of Naughty by Nature. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what the ass was that? Yeah. <laughs> and me, it's not me being the cool guy. Like, oh, of course it's Naughty by Nature. No, it's not that. It's I actually enjoy this scene. Even if it had been right. just like a four random guys playing, uh, uh, you know, generic, like a generic group hip-hop or group. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah. that's still funny. You know, it's just, that's cool, it was yeah. written well. And the dude that they got to play, the 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 pasty white boy director, like he does such a good job of just <laughs> being like that. All right, move the furniture in. You know, like he's just got that, <laughs> that fucking been there, done that. God damn it. He used to, he used to film movies. Now he's doing his fucking music video. You know, I just love <laughs> the whole thing. We then go to the scene where Hillary's got that first job where she's working Correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. She's working as a she had a catering thing. She had to do the bat mitzvah, right? She had a catering gig. Uh, yeah, it was a bar mitzvah, but it was too much for her, and she locked herself in a closet. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it were, it it literally was too much for her because she promised that she had like a whole team with her. So when she got the yeah. job, they're like, "Okay, when can you guys start? You guys." <laughs> Where's your team? <laughs> and Will and Carlton happen to be walking in. They're right here. <laughs> Will's like, no, it was Will and Tyreek. Oh, that's right, Tyreek. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Tyreek. That was another guy that I miss. Yeah, this just made this me miss Tyreek. This season could have used uh, some Tyreek. <laughs> Would have definitely been better than the Jazz. We yeah. Jeez. I didn't like season three Jazz all that much. I didn't like season three all that much. Jesus. <laughs> Burial. <laughs> yeah, so Will convinces Hillary to come out of the closet post-dinner service. Jeffrey comes to the rescue. He says, come out of the closet. Then we did that whole ha-ha where Hillary's boss comes in and she overheard that. So she thinks that there's a guy in there coming, literally coming, not literally, but like coming out of the proverbial closet, like he's coming out as gay or something like that. It's yeah. okay, son. Just be strong. And I'm like, oh, geez, that did not, none of that aged well now. And just kind of shows no. you how insensitive assholes we were uh, in the <laughs> 90s. But yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's some of that for sure here in the, in the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, yeah. Next week, we go to the, uh, doo, 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 the generic Michael Jackson beat. Carlton's dancing, he rips his shirt off. This is the one where Will's kind of standing off to the side. And uh, this is kind of like that fundraiser <laughs> auction that they were having. And Viv comes in and she's horrified. She catches Carlton. The ladies are singing, take it off. And she's saying, put it back on. And uh, I just <laughs> thought that was a really, really funny scene. That's a definitely iconic scene. That's definitely. Right? I praise that scene so I like much. It. Like, I remember thinking the episode as a whole was whatever, but the... That scene like just saves it. It's this great. is gonna sound ridiculous and total pro wrestling, but I thought that uh, Will stepping aside and letting Carlton take the stage and be the main dancer in this scene, I thought that was a nice light on just Carlton. Like it was a good. It was kind of like he got the main event spot, you know. And Carl oh, yeah, Carlton's yeah. Uh, Carlton and Will's just kind of like secondary to second fiddle, so to speak, to, to Carlton's uh, having that main event spotlight there, which I thought was kind of nice. Yeah, I like when Carlton gets a spotlight. Yeah, yeah, and he'll get it. Because most of the time he's just a dick. And he'll get it again in uh, the next episode. Oh, snap. We cut to, she's cool, she's hot, she's, and Will's like, that's your baby sister, man. And we go right back to school. Oh, yeah. uh, again, these are such these were such good little episodes uh, that, that had those memorable um, 
moments in it. But definitely a, a debuting Ashley here. Not debuting Ashley. This is day two because day one, none of the boys paid attention to her. So she got all done up coming in here for season two. Uh, any Anything to add here? Any memories, right? Uh that one was definitely a game changer for the Ashley character, I remember. Because I was like, you know, we got an Ashley that's like not dealing with like right. little crushes or like, you know, puberty or being invisible, even though there, that did happen after. Right. But uh, I remember when we saw this one, I was like, finally, like there's it's like adding another a smarter Hillary to the yeah. show to me, which was nice. But that didn't really pan out that way. No, it didn't. Not in the long run. Nope. Yeah, but that was a good episode. And then we cut to Carlton's log. This is where Carlton's walking around with the voice recorder. Destination Adventure. And he said it way better than I did there. But I cannot remember what episode was this. Why was he doing a Carlton's log? Isn't this the one where... I'm pretty sure that's the one where they go camping. Okay. But uh, he dressed up like that ridiculous... I think it is. I don't know. Now it's kind of blending together, but I think it That's is. That's right. If you're wrong, I'll just cut it out. Uh, See, well, you're never wrong, even wrong. when you're wrong. I always tell the truth. <laughs> you need people <laughs> like me. So we do the Carlton's log, and then we flip back to the living room in present time. And they're all looking at the pictures, and Ashley looks at one of them. She goes, I didn't know mom was a ventriloquist. Up until now, we have no idea where that line's going. And uh, who is it? Will says, Ashley, that's Carlton. <laughs> what in the fuck was this? I just thought this line was just, who wrote this? This was just so, just different flavor than all the other jokes. Yeah. It just doesn't quite yeah. fit. It doesn't quite fit. Ashley wouldn't know what a ventriloquist is. Not because she's an idiot. Um... I don't know how she would right. think. Right. Or rather, I'm trying to say, I don't. What would make her think that she. What would make her think yeah. that her mom was a ventriloquist? Well, it's just like if she didn't know that up until now, like, then it just didn't happen. Right. But the. That's just, but the ha ha is it, it's in. No, she thought that her mom was a ventriloquist because she was holding something so small. And Will's like, no, that's Carlton. <laughs> it's not a little wooden doll that your mom had on her lap. That's actually Carlton. I guess, I guess it's just because Carlton's small, small and ugly. I or guess, wooden? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I resent. It's. I thought it was an interesting line. It just it's doesn't work here. I'd, I'd fit that line somewhere else. Yeah, it's definitely a reach. I, yeah. I don't, preferably I don't up that writer's laugh, ass. I was kind of like, uh, it's. A- <laughs> Reach up the writer's ass. Uh, we got an update here. Phil's lost the wedding ring. Oh, no. So this is real time now. Back to real time. Will says, uh, where should we scatter the ashes? <laughs> so Will <laughs> predicting death here. Enter Jesse Jeff. Da, 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 da. Boy, this guy's just like, remember when John Cena was like all over Raw? He just stopped being special. We've seen so much Jazzy Jeff now that he didn't even get a pop here. <laughs> he just showed up and was like, okay, hello. <laughs> Did you get the same vibe? Like, He's like a Jeffrey to me Oh, now. he's like, got the Jeffrey, go-away heat. Yeah, but the thing is, Jeffrey, like, he might not be in every episode, but when he's in an episode, you don't think anything of it because you just assume he's there anyway. Right. This is like Jazz, what, what Jazz is doing now. You just assume Jazz is outside waiting to come yep. in. 
Yeah, no, this was, uh, he gets in here. He says that he didn't get an invite, but he figured he'd come anyway. Will says, well, gee, that's great, Jazz, but uh, you're a day early. It's not until tomorrow. Well, I'm sleeping over. He makes some uh, pool, pool house joke and makes a really dumb joke. Okay, I'm not looking at it through 2021 eyes, but even at the time to assume that Hillary's gonna go and get like uh, draw you a bath and do all this stuff, where he's like, "Are you like a idiot?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, I hate how he spoke to her. But it's not even me being oversensitive. It's just kind of like if we're going by strictly canon, you're supposedly in love with this girl. You should be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, you should be like worshiping like the floor that she walks on. You know, this is completely ass backwards. So no, Jazz yeah. not doing himself any favors here. It it reminds me of um, the first time I'm pre- I believe it was this season when Jazz was just very unlikable because Hillary had her boyfriend and Jazz tried to get in between that and he was just like ah oh, you know what you're not looking that good you should go like clean up and put some makeup yeah. on or whatever it's the same thing when he goes her and he's like draw me a bath woman yeah it's like it kind of makes dude, me re- come on it kind of makes me feel like maybe you know. We all think like, oh, Jesse Jeff's such a nice guy, perfect gentleman. Maybe he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, but I don't want him to be. That's the problem because he <laughs> wasn't when this show started. <laughs> Go get me a beer. And no giggling yeah, this time. <laughs> From the last that fucking Riddick Bow episode. That was good. I heard that podcast uh, to, yesterday, I think, whenever you posted it. And when we got to that part, I started laughing in real life. It's <laughs> so stupid. I mean, my laugh is off, but it is a funny little laugh like that, right? Like in the same kind of... Uh, it's like a very... It's quicker. Yeah. It's like a... <laughs> <laughs> Give me a beer. No laughing. No giggling this time. I thought that was funny. <laughs> so uh, Will's getting ready for Phil's funeral. Not actually, but we answer Jazzy Jeff. Da, 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 da. The fans don't even get out of their seat. They're in the washrooms. Um, Phil goes upstairs to look for the ring. And Carlton says, look, listen, we've looked everywhere. Phil says, okay, $100 to whoever finds it. Carlton says, okay, big guy. And now they're off, off, off to find the ring now. Doesn't take much to change uh, Carlton's mind. Uh, the usual money. <laughs> Couldn't be better. He goes, now you're talking. And he goes to get the, uh, he goes to look for the money. We cut two and we're going to hit some more highlights here. The first one is Carlton and Will uh, pillow fighting. I thought that was okay. Not one of my more memorable moments, but. uh, I remember not liking that episode. Yeah, I remember not liking that episode either. We then Mm. go to a scene that I absolutely adored. And that is the game show. This is one of the last episodes of season two where it's Will versus Tyreek. It's uh, Will and Carlton versus Tyreek. Exactly. You got it right, I think. And uh, they're in the the, uh, the quiet room. It's Carlton up there against Tyreek. And uh, Jazz and Will start going at it. Will takes him down and he starts uh, throwing elbows on him. Just starts throwing elbows on him. And then uh, it's Tyreek's turn to answer. And he goes, I can't right now. And he's like behind tears. He pushes open the door and he goes in there. And all three of them hug it out. I thought that was such a great little scene. I love it. That was Tyreek's goodbye right there. That was the last That was Tyreek's goodbye. That was the, uh, yeah, that was the, uh, the, the the final goodbye. That's kind of like when uh, in 1996, have you ever heard the, uh, the, the click curtain call? Time is up. 
No. Uh, no. So Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Razor Ramon, and Diesel, all on different faces and heels. At the time, you're not supposed to mix up on television. Well, they weren't on TV. They were at a house show. Because it was uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall's last night before going to WCW, they all got in the ring, faces and heels, all four of them because they're real-life buddies, and they all hugged in the middle of the ring. And, like, Vince was pissed, and he was furious, and he, he buried Triple H. He didn't bury Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels was the world champion. That's the only reason he got saved. So this was in Triple H. I don't know if you've ever seen Triple H go face first into mud. Like he's in his pig pen. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was his punishment. That was, that was one I'm of his punishments head. was to do that match. And uh, oh, he jobbed to... Uh, <laughs> he does on his record have a, a job, a loss to uh, Phineas Godwin, the the, fog, the pig farmer. <laughs> so uh, he did that. He had, a, he had a bunch of shit happen. Triple H definitely paid his dues. So like sometimes when people are like... Oh, Triple H is being a hard ass, or he's doing this, he's doing that. He's like, no, Triple H has to come up the hard way too. Like, there's a lot of he ate a lot of shit, including like a one minute, you know, or a twenty second loss to the Ultimate Warrior at Mania. But anyway, wiki wiki, that'll be in the B roll. So, but yeah, no, it's really nice to see uh, little scenes like that one uh, in the game show. I, 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 those are the kind of ones that are always memorable to me. Yes, one of the ones that were. Uh, Always memorable is the one where Will Smith comes in trying to be all Mission Impossible. He's trying to sneak his way into the house. He goes through. First, he's trying to deke out Jeffrey. Jeffrey's, of course, he comes down for a midnight snack, but he can't help himself. So he's got to start wiping down the <laughs> counter, and he follows Will all the way around. And uh, he finally puts the rag down. Then Will goes on to level two, and I hope he saved his game here because now he's going to take on Phil and Viv. He works around and maneuvers around the couch. Then he makes his way up the stairs. He gets to the top of the stairs and he starts to do like this ridiculous little celebratory dance. And Phil just goes, good night, Will. You're grounded. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. So classic. Um, so that was really good. We then go to Phil sitting on the bed, and uh, this is when Carlton, Phil, no, excuse me, Carlton, Will, and uh, Hillary were all in the room. What were they going on about that they all had to hide underneath the, the bed because Carlton, because uh, Phil came up? I remember Will in Jeffrey's room switching tickets, but was that that, that episode? Might not have I don't been. remember. Yeah. Sometimes they run together because the sets are so the same, you know what I mean? When we're in Jeffrey's room, I feel like I have a hard time picking apart events. I mean, we've only been there a handful of times, but still, it's like there's not much to do in right. there. <laughs> so things really blend in. The most memorable room to me is is uh, Ashley's room. Fun stuff happened in there, like uh, when when Jazzy Jeff came into the drum solo, when uh, Will was teaching Ashley how to fight and how to be more intimidating at school. And the dance. The dance. The Will's dance. When... Uh, when he's hanging out with, with his cousin and, and Phil shows up and he wants right. to know why the hell she quit uh, uh, the belly. That's the same episode. But yeah, no, that, uh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, we then go to Will teaching Ashley how to be a little more intimidating. That classic, mind your business, mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> By the way, if I met somebody like the same age as, as Ashley and, and she was talking to me and then she turned back 
And in her voice said, just mind your business, just mind your business. Just exactly the way she said it, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with this girl? I'm walking <laughs> the other way. This is some Ringu shit here. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if my sister did whoa, that. Whoa, I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> just out of the blue. <laughs> yeah. We then cut to a uh, Jazzy Jeff Will doing the boyfriend-girlfriend uh, quote argument. I was never a fan of this at the time, nor here. I didn't think it was cute. Um, but I suppose it is a little bit memorable, but not really. Uh, it was another scene that I was like, eh, yeah, why'd they put that in there? We then cut to Will and Jazz again, and it's the everybody loves somebody sometime, Frank Sinatra. Um, this was good. <laughs> and I like how the montage ends with him, both of them, and girlfriends just swinging on a swing together. <laughs> I thought that was nice. Yeah. That was good. And then we cut to Will singing a song to his nightmarish date, going back to the early episodes of season two, while they're locked in during an earthquake. And uh, his girlfriend's just being uh, just super needy and annoying. Will's being just super needy and annoying because he's afraid of the shockwaves, uh, the aftershocks, what have you. Um, but we cut to that little scene. Anything to add to that one, Ryan? That was... Season two, episode one. Yeah, I right? believe so. Did the earth uh, move for you? So weird, man. That one had such a different like tone to it than the recent ones. Like I was, because it had a long uh, flashback scene. Like that episode really got a lot of attention yeah. in this. And uh, just seeing when she like takes off her nails and puts it in his hand, and he's just like, ew. Yeah. <laughs> Throws everything on the floor. I just—it was so different and so much better than like the, just the comedic tone to me was a lot better. Yeah, she wanted the jar open. Use your nails. You do it. Start snapping off her nails. The best. <laughs> you know what? Here. Yeah. That part was good, but in the context yeah. of the episode, I just didn't like that scene. The episode was very uh, average at the time. I remember us thinking, like, you know what? If this is, like, how they're going to open season two, they could do better. But, like, looking back, I think it's still a good episode. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It is a good episode. Um, but I think I said it at the time. I think I was more interested in the car scene with Jeffrey and the kids and, yes. and Vivian and uh, Phil popping a bottle of wine and just making a night of it. When they got stuck at the office looking for those tickets. Remember they were supposed to go to a game or something? Yeah, so, I remember. Anyway, that's what I remember. We go back to present time. It's the day of the vows. Uh, no sign of the ring. I have no idea when this episode was actually filmed, but the whole... It seems like time has gone on. This is the oldest I've ever seen Ashley. Ashley looks like she's like, you know, like aged like another year. Um, so I yeah. wonder when this was shot, but they're all there. Vivian uh, is looking sweet in a nice dress. Um, Jeffrey um, th Jeffrey says that the no sign of the ring, sir. And Phil says to him, I'll just fake a heart attack. And Jeffrey says, that didn't work on your wedding night. It's like, what? <laughs> so Vivian comes down. Uh, Phil puts her over, says that, the, no, I do not uh, take this woman. Uh, and then he just, but, he, but it's only because he wanted to add more to it and really cut this nice promo. When he's asked for the ring, everybody produces a ring, including Will. Will's like, I got your boy. And he has a he has a ring like on his pinky. And uh, Jazzy Jeff opens up his jacket to reveal like a whole ass jewelry store. <laughs> this motherfucker's got like bracelets, necklaces. <laughs> I, read, I read this ahead just now and I started yeah. laughing. I'm trying not to laugh. That's this awesome. This guy has like yeah, a whole a setup. Uh, watches. <laughs> it was just tremendous. Chains yeah. and shit. 
Phil says, look, I'm sorry, honey, I lost the ring. And Viv says, no, 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 I have it. Um, I had it inscribed. And uh, she pulls it out and uh, shows it to Phil. Phil grabs it and it says, to 100 more years. And uh, very nice, very nice uh, touching, very nice little inscription. It says, you may now kiss your bride. Um, Phil gives her a nice big smooch. And we go to the end. Vivian Banks, do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband? With all my heart. And do you, Philip Banks, take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? No, I don't. What? I take her for much more than that. For my lover, my life companion, my very best friend. Oh, Philip. May I have the ring, please? Oh, here it is. Well, we've got one for you right here, buddy. Um, thanks, kids. But uh, look, Vivian, there's something I have to tell you. I I uh, lost my wedding ring. Oh, you mean this one? But you found it. Yeah, I took it to have it inscribed. See, look, to a hundred years more. Now you may kiss the bride. <laughs> and that was a very nice finish and I just want to say thank you Janet Hubert um, it's been a pleasure what a nice little way to end that episode yeah I'm very surprised we saw her to be honest the way it was looking it was like wow they're not going to show her at all. Mm -hmm. um, I was really glad that it was actually her I, for a minute I thought it wasn't even her walking down the aisle <laughs> I thought I was like wow they got someone else um but it was her, and I loved seeing her one last time. Nice, nice little scene. Yeah, nice little scene. Um, nice to see that uh, her last line in the series is to 100 more years. That's nice. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're going to be see a changing of the guard next episode, season four episode, or next uh, season rather, uh, season four episode one. We'll see what's shaking there. But that draws the end of Janet Hubert. Um, wow, it felt like so long. It felt like it was a long time ago. It'd be like, hey, one day we're going to be getting ready for like the, the Janet Hubert's last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here but we are. here we are, and the I wouldn't say like the series is spinning out of control or anything crazy like that, but uh, I thought it was a very polarizing season. But just to end it off here, I just want to say thank you to Jenny Hubert. Um, I will mostly remember Jenny Hubert for seasons one and two. I felt like by season three they had really minimized what she was doing, um, even by like episode three four, five, six, we were saying that, like, well, we hope we get more of Janet, but it's always been, like, these little bit pieces, so season three is weird, so hopefully they get all the contracts, everybody signed up, everybody's good to go, and we get a more uh, season four, but I think if season three can teach us anything, it's that um, sometimes uh, it's very easy to start something and, keep, and make it interesting, but it's a whole other thing to grab that thing Evolve it while not pissing off your hardcores and at the same time advancing the storyline and introducing new things without alienating your fan base. And that's hard. I'm not saying that's easy. Well, staying at the top is harder than getting to the top. There you go. I agree with that 100%. I wake there up every go. day staying up at the top. <laughs> All right. Trivia, facts, and goofs. This, of course, is the final appearance of Janet Hubert on the series. Janet Hubert, by the way, for anybody who thinks, I don't actually think her last name is pronounced Hubert. 
Um, Janet Louise Hubert was born in Chicago, Illinois. She is best known for playing the sassy, witty, outgoing, protective, strong super mom on the hit TV sitcom The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Might have added a few adjectives there. Don't blame me if you do. Uh, Janet Hubert spent most of her childhood growing up in Moments, Illinois. That changed when she won a scholarship to Juilliard in New York City. After Juilliard, Janet studied all forms of dance and studied with some of the best teachers, including Alvin Ailey and David Howard. She debuted on Broadway in, quote, the first she went on to do shows such as Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat and Dancing, and was a member of the original Broadway cast of Cats, where she created the role of Tantamil and was the understudy of Betty Buckley singing the title role in New York City. However, her most memorable role came in 1990 when she made her TV debut in Fresh Prince. She has since guest starred on numerous shows, including Gilmore Girls, Friends, The Bunny Mac Show, Tales from the Crypt from 1989. She is also, because also, I know there's a lot of Friends people listen to this. Um, the Friends episode is in 2002. So you guys use your Friends thing and figure out what season that is. Okay, if everyone's on board, it's settled. Chandler. <laughs> Are you on board? Yes. <laughs> then problem solved. Chandler will be running our office in Tulsa. You're gonna love Oklahoma. Ma'am, uh, do you have a minute? I kind of have some bad news. I, I don't think I can move to Tulsa. What? Uh, it's a funny story, actually. <clears throat> uh, I kind of fell asleep in the meeting this morning. So when I said I'd move to Tulsa, I didn't really know what I was saying. You fell asleep? But only because I was up all night worried about this meeting. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Irony. Not a fan? All right. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I went home and told my wife about Tulsa, and, and she won't go. See, me? I love Tulsa. Tulsa is heaven. Tulsa is Italy. Please don't make me go there. Chandler, I... No, no, no. I know that you're upset. But I just... I would really rather just stay here. Not here in your office. Here, here at the company. Where I'm rapidly feeling unwelcome. Look, Carol. Can I call you Carol? Why would I when your name is Elaine? What a great picture of your son. Strapping. That's a picture of your daughter, isn't it? Well, she's lovely. I, I like a girl with a strong jaw. I'll call you from Tulsa. She has appeared on the Tyler Perry hit House of Pain from 2006. Tyler, uh, Tyler Perry, um... And then, of course, Janet has been battling osteoporosis and has recently become an ambassador for the National Osteoporosis Foundation. Uh, did, did you... I know you played GTA Five, but have you ever, like, beaten the story? GTA Five, I beat it, yeah. Okay, do you remember Franklin's aunt? No. 
Denise. She was very like she would work out and be in like women's spirit groups and stuff. She'd be chanting. <sighs> Maybe. Okay. Anyway, I found out that she's voiced by. Oh Jamie. shit! That's dope. Yeah, that's that awesome. is the dopamine that I need. I love it. There you yeah. Go. Also, what do you call an alligator in a vest? Uh, a jazzavir. An investigator. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, though. Uh, it's so bad. Well, you fucked up the joke. Oh, it's an alligator in a vest. It's an investigator. Oh, I thought you said a crocodile in a vest. <laughs> no, yeah, that is funny. <laughs> Very good. Are you proud of yourself? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love the shame. No, I'm not proud. That's awesome. <laughs> Janet will forever be known as a versatile actress, a dancer, singer. She was to many a woman who stood her ground, much like that of her character on Fresh Prince, the strong-willed yet elegant, original, one and only Vivian Banks. That is from IMDb, mini biography written by Peter Sean, uh, QVs and corrections by Anonymous. Yeah, okay, Anonymous, yeah. Um, so thank you very much, Jenny Hubert. Anything you need to add uh, about the, that part of the Jenny Hubert piece? Uh, just besides the fact that she voiced Aunt that's cool Denise from GTA Five. That was that. It's cool. it's interesting. <laughs> I think you brought it up a couple episodes ago, but it's true. Um, a lot of people that have been on the show have gone on to have really good uh, voice acting careers, voiceover careers, if you will. Yeah, I also saw that. Um, uh, I can't remember her name now, but Will's mom in the show Vi, she does a lot of. Batman voice acting, whether it's the animated series, Batman Beyond, like the movies, the games, like she's she's really prominent. Yeah, that's awesome. In other notes, this was the lowest rated episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with an average of 7.2 as of July 2017, um, which is fine. Uh, Jenny Hubert was mar- is married twice. Uh, she was originally married to uh, James Witten from September 3, 1990 to 1994. So they got divorced a year after the show. Man, that must have been a horrible time for Janet. Um, I want to check out her book now. I want to go back and read her book. Should be interesting. I didn't know she had Me neither. But I read that she did. So I want to check that out. And she talks about all the stuff that was going on uh, backstage. Or some of it anyway. I want to check that out, yeah. And then I'll probably watch the reunion. Or uh, maybe I'll do it the other way. I don't know. She studied at Juilliard. Uh, she has a son, uh, Elijah Isaac Witten, born in 1993. So he's two years older than the Pac-Man. Uh, she left the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in 19... Uh, excuse me. She left the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when NBC failed to negotiate beyond offering her 10 weeks of work. She graduated from Moments High School, uh, Moments, Illinois, in 1974. She has a self-published and autobiography titled Perfection is Not a Sitcom Mom in 2009. The book details life before the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with juicy details of life on the set of one of the most beloved sitcoms from the 90s, such as her much written and talked about departures orchestrated by Will Smith, according to Hubert, and now validated in the biography series Life After. And I just wanted to do some notes here. Uh, she did appear in Friends as Miss McKenna. And that's the one where Emma cries, 2002. 
she's billed as uh, Janet Hubert uh, Witten because uh, she's uh, she'd gotten uh, remarried. And then, of course, General Hospital. She was in a TV series there. She's done a bunch of stuff, but these are just uh, the last ones that I grabbed. She did a 10-episode uh, stretch from uh, 2018 to 2020. Um, the zinger, funny line of the show, very simple. Give it to Janet Hubert. That's right, to 100 more years. Ryan, before we get your uh, rating and thoughts, anything to add on uh, Jenny Hipper or anything I just said? Uh, no, yeah. you, you educated me. Couldn't anything, be better. So I appreciate no it. No problem, no problem. I'll edit all of the uh, all of the verbiage in between out. I just want to just make sure. If you want to say something, brother, just uh, step right in there. Yeah, yeah. No, all right. Me. Um, Ryan, my brother. So that's enough about me and Viv, Janet Hubert, Queen. We love her so much. Um, this is her last episode. Give us your rating. Give us your thoughts. Uh, que pasa? Que poaza? Okay. Uh, thoughts? It's very bittersweet for me, right. honestly. I don't know what to think still after watching the episode twice. I enjoy the flashbacks, but they're a very harsh reminder of what's been <laughs> past right. and uh you know better it's definitely better times in the flashbacks than in recent episodes it sucks uh season three as a whole didn't you know live up to season one and two and we know that and we we say that all the time and i'm probably gonna say it again later but it's just besides this the one thing this episode had going for it was yeah flashbacks are cool flashback episodes here and there are nice but just Janet finally appearing after a bit of a hiatus uh, is kind of the whole reason you would watch this. Like, if you were to yeah. say, oh, what's the last episode Janet appeared in? This is the one you show people because it's the truth. This is the last one. Um, but other than that, nothing really special about the episode. I like that there is this, even though it's a flashback episode, there is like an overarching plot to this where Phil wants to renew his vows. So that's nice. It's a cool way to do it. It's clever. But I just think... There's just so much going on in the background of the show and on my mind that it's like plaguing the episode for me. And I can't give it higher than a seven. Nice. Very nice. A seven from Ryan Pac-Man. Mellow. I love it. Pac-Man. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I did enjoy all the highlights for sure. Even though some of them were just reminders of of scenes that I actually didn't care for too much. like, uh, Like Carlton breaking up the moment in the cave, things like that, or the pillow fight. But that's just that's yeah. just style. That's okay. That's 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 just me being picky sometimes. I didn't feel like this episode needed to be last, but if it did go last, it'd be nice. Yes. But if you're gonna keep this episode like this in this slot, episode uh, twenty three, then you should have done something different for episode twenty four. Like it should right. have been a completely di- like you could still do the story arc of uh, of Will graduating, but but done in a different way that wraps up the family, wraps up little arcs. You know what I mean? You can, you know what I'm saying? And they try their best, and we'll get into it. I'm not gonna steal your thunder, but I just thought um, in terms of placement, I didn't have too much of a problem with it. That's fine. If you want to do a clips episode and stick it second from the end. It's fine. Um, I thought it was okay. I agree with you, Ryan. I like the fact that there was a little bit of a story arc here. Um, the story arc is pretty thin. They're just looking for this ring. They're looking at pictures, and then it cuts to this, you know, 45-second shot at the end where where they are redoing their vows. 
Um, I did like that everybody got dressed up for the last part, but I mean, obviously we're 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 being you know armchair quarterbacks and we're trying to rebook the we're trying to rebook the territory, bro. Like thirty years later, so I get that it's not fair. But it would have been nice to have done something a little bit more special for Janet Hubert's last episode. But I, I don't, I do not know. And obviously, I think I'm answering my own question as I'm thinking out loud. I'm pretty sure that Janet Hubert probably did not think that was going to be her last episode. She was going to rework this contract, have the baby, and come back. Right? Not asking Maybe. you. I'm not asking you for facts. I'm just amusing. Right, right. Like probably right. Like yeah, yeah. No, I get it, but it could also go right. the other way. Like, it, it could also maybe she didn't even want to do that one, <laughs> right? You know, maybe she was just so sick of the shit that she was just like, "Fuck." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's a there's a lot there's a lot of things in the back that we don't know, despite what they've come out and told yeah. us. Like, they're just at the time. It's a time at the time. Like, you could look back on things that have happened, and you might think you you can make sense of it, and you could be like, "Okay, well, that's probably why I said that." No, at the time. There was so much going on. You can't remember. You can't be rational. It just is what it is. When you're in certain situations, you just react on instinct. Yeah. And, you know, no one will ever, no, no one will ever really know what's going, what, what happened yeah. around this time with her and, uh, you know, the higher-ups. Look, you just have to, as a fan, just accept, you know, that they made up, Janet Hubert and uh, Will Smith, and... They each told their side of the story. And like I always say, and as if you've heard a million times, what am I going to say next, Ryan? You already know. Between those two stories, there is a truth in there. They're, the actual factual story is in there somewhere, right? Somewhere. Um, and you just have to... I accept the fact that both of these people, for the most part, have moved on. Oh, I love that. I believe that they've both moved on. And I think they've moved on, but at the same time, I think Viv... You were never going to be able to bring back the show or redo the show in a more serious tone or remix the show. You can't do any of that without having the queen involved. Like, you just can't. It would be like it would be like Vince McMahon trying to start a new promotion, but uh, he's not going to bring in uh, John Cena, even for an appearance, even though he helped build a thing. You know, it's just weird, you know. So Jenny Hubert, uh, definitely cool to see her back and. You know, we'll see what happens with these Fresh Prince. Pro- I think that I think we have not seen the last Fresh Prince project. I think there will be something else coming. I don't know anything. I'm just saying. Um, I just think now that you have all the cast, you know, we've they've done the handshake. Some more time has gone on, and now with things slowly going back to everybody going back to work after uh, Kovadinsky, um, I feel like there could be more Fresh Prince projects. Am I crazy, Ryan, or this is probably going to be it for Fresh Prince? No, this show has legs, man. Damn you right. always redo something with this damn show. Just look like we, we brought up Friends, but look at Friends. Friends just did their reunion. Oh, uh, yeah. Tiff said it was good. Like she goes, it wasn't the yeah. best, but it was good. Yeah, I watched it. It was yeah. good. What do you um, think real quick for our Friends listeners? It was really nice seeing everybody mm-hmm. together. Uh, they, they did a shot. The way they... they uh, the cast reunited was oh, I forgot who it started. Maybe it was David Schwimmer that that started it. But basically, they put one of them in the the old uh, in the building with all the sets. Oh, so cool. like he was walking through and he was looking at like the cafe, yeah. the apartment, and all that. And then one by one, like another member would yeah. come. And then it was like, oh my god! And then like they would kind of cry and tear up. And then by the end of it, everyone's in there and they're all crying and they just want to like hang out on like the couch of the cafe and just talk about good old times. That's awesome. Really nice. Um, 
I thought it was a really good reunion, especially because it's something that people wanted for like 20 right. years. So <laughs> I think it was cool. But uh, the Fresh Prince reunion was just as good. And uh, I want to rewatch that. It's yeah. I might, I might watch it. I've never seen it. So I might watch that. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to. I want to check out Jenny Huber's book. I'll see if I can grab a copy for cheap on uh, probably on eBay. I don't know if it's still in print, but I'll check that out. I might have to borrow. Yeah, that. that'd be a good read. <laughs> Exam on Monday, but we'll definitely check that out. And maybe if I read it and it's good, I'll definitely recommend it to Ryan, and then he'll read it, and maybe we can do an episode on the book. We'll do. A yeah, we yeah, just pick out. Uh, we're not going to review page for page. Page four, page. Can you imagine? Page Jesus twenty-three. Uh, right, Janet graduates from high cover school. Chapter two. <laughs> chapter two to three. <laughs> we Jesus. open up chapter nineteen. It's uh, season three. They're filming one of the episodes here, and she's yelling at Will. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, but yeah, no. Reviewing a book. What was that? Sounds. Yeah. Reviewing a book sounds. Just no, 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 no. Do you want to re- <laughs> do you want to review a book like that? You just no. I would give a nice yeah, opinion, opinion on it or whatever. But that's cool. Yeah. Might as well check that out. <laughs> so yeah, that was Jenny Hubert. That was Ryan's rating, and now we're back to my rating because we went on a side tangent. Um, yeah, I thought I thought it was a clip show. It worked. I thought with the Jenny Hubert stuff, it was kept minimal. I thought they would have done something special, but of course, that's hindsight twenty twenty. It was fine. If this is her last appearance, and it is obviously, but I'm saying that to say that. This actually is a really nice send-off. It's not her in a chicken outfit, you know, on stage or something. This is, you know, it's not her sitting out collecting a paycheck while the episode centers around Phil Carlton. You know, like, it's a really nice episode where she is in it, even just at the end there. But uh, there you go, Janet Hubert. I'm going to give this episode overall, you know, just because it relies so much on the clips and the story's really short and there's not much meat there. There's a lot of clips, but that's not, you know... That counts for something, but I'm not going to give it, you know, a 10 out of 10. I mean, if you combine all those clips, it should be a 10 out of 10, but you can't judge it like that. Uh, in the no, context very, of the episode and the flashbacks, episode. Uh, <laughs> overall, I'm going to give this episode 6 out of 10. A, a good 6 out of 10. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't want anybody to think that's a bad score. It is what it is. Kind of like, uh, you know, you buy yourself a, you know, a, a no-name brand of something, and you're like, eh, it's not the best, but it is what it is. It's a uh, it's a six point nine. Yeah, so six six for me, Ryan with a seven. Anything to add before we go to some musica? No, just very sad. That she's very there. sad. Thank you, Janet Hubert. Janet Hubert, we love you. Thank you, thank you so much.
Welcome back to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air show. Uh, hope you enjoyed some UB40. Chris, I'm not gonna like lie to you. I don't know this song, or if I do, I don't remember this song. Is this a notable song? Like, is this popular? Oh my god, absolutely! Okay, I need to listen to it. I probably don't know it by name. It, it uh, it's an Elvis Presley song. Yeah, it doesn't help me. Does not really help me. It wasn't an Elvis guy. Yeah, it wasn't. Here, I'll play Elvis a little guy. piece for you. Hold on. Can you hear that? Hold on. Yeah, I hear it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know the song. <laughs> Only fools rush in. Come in, Ryan. But I can't help. I nailed it, man. It's like Elvis is right here. You're so talented. <laughs> He's uh. the man of many <laughs> talents. I'll be doing karaoke this Saturday. Oh shit! So here we should do that one. Here's day. the uh, UB40 goes. one, and you've listened to this one too. I'm sure you have. It's one of those songs that I'm sure you've heard it on like Boom or something. The uh, oh maybe. Now the band comes in. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember this. Okay, that's what it is. I bet you know this one, right? More than the Elvis one. Yeah, yeah, this is definitely Russian. But I am very good wow. too. And I'm nailing. The other thing is, I love it when I sing, and I'm just like nailing all the notes. Right. <laughs> you gotta be in a special. That motherfucker moment. says right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Take your word for it. <laughs> anyway, Ryan, back to you at the desk. <clears throat> yes, sir. Uh, so let's yeah, get into episode I'm excited. Woo. The end of season four. Episode, yeah, end of season three, you fool. Mm. Uh, six Degrees of Graduation, it's called. And uh, it came out May 10th, 1993. So we start at the Banks home where Ashley asks Philip if they can take Nikki to the graduation. Phil says no, but he's sure Jeffrey is happy to babysit. Jeffrey fires back and rightfully so. Uh, he says, yeah, I don't mind not getting an invite. Why should I be invited to such an illustrious event after a mere 15 years of wiping, picking, and sucking after you Dude. all? Dude, <laughs> you know what? Holy you know crap. what's funny is that I've always been bitching this whole season about how Jeffrey just, all he does is bitch. And yeah, so it's kind of like, okay, I've accepted Jeffrey as the whiner. So at that part, I'm, he's over with me in that regard. You know, like when I finally turned the corner on a Riddle, right? Or when right. I finally <laughs> turned the corner on Lux, I'm like, oh, fuck, strap me in. Let's do this. You want to do the magic, all yeah. that bullshit. And here it's kind of like, okay, you're going to be like the pouty, like super uh, bitchy, you know, butler. By all means, go Dude, for it. Yeah. And he's doing a good job. And, you know, I thought that was a good little monologue there from uh, G. It almost, but I kind of felt like forced, like, no, no, no. Like I, like I felt his pain when he said that, like, it's like, I started to really make me think, you know what? Maybe he's not crazy. Maybe there is like a certain level of like respect that the family's not giving him and he probably does deserve. Um, but I don't know. That's probably just me thinking too much. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Again, it's that where do you stop being an employee and you start being a family member, right? This is a yes. butler that goes to, like, Will's basketball games, all kinds of them things, right? So after that line, Phil realizing what he did, and he invites him. Jeffrey says, I'll have to check my book. 
<laughs> walks away in the right. field and he forces Jeffrey to come. He's like, you're coming. Um, so then Phil gets into, into a dilemma, however, about who's going to take care of Nikki in the meantime, since Vivian's sick. So here we go. Vivian is sick, so she's not going to be in the episode. Um, Carlton walks in at this moment and says that he's valedictorian. And we kind of just cut to the credits there. So we were setting up uh, graduation. This is how the uh, season's going to end. Carlton is valedictorian. I think that's a good choice. I think that, uh, you know, that's how you give Carlton something to do here. And, um, you know, it's an interesting dilemma. Everyone's going to be at the graduation. Who's going to take care of Nikki? But this is also something that doesn't really get mentioned after. So it's kind of a waste. I really like uh, how Phil smiles. When Carlton goes in and he goes, I'm going to be valedictorian. That's right. And Phil just kind of smiling in the background. I thought that was sweet. Very, very nice. Him in his salmon yes. shirt. We then get into the intro credits. And after that, we're at Bel Air Prep. Will's hitting on a girl. <laughs> his go-to line really uh, hit with me. He said, bing, bang, bluesy, me and you in a jacuzzi. What's up? <laughs> That's tremendous. <laughs> that is tremendous. Oh, man. I love how like it just cuts to that, and that's what he says. Yeah, it's like okay, another another day. <laughs> yeah, um, so that was cool. Uh, Mrs. Bassin, who is a new oh, character she's great. Was, she was great. Um, no, she is she great. Oh, she's not coming back after this episode. This is a one oh, and done. That's too bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I'll tell you why after. Uh, what she asks Will a question, she sees that he's not paying attention and shit. So obviously, as a teacher would do, she would call you out that mm-hmm. way. And uh, she's just like, "What was Vivaldi saying?" <laughs> who was a, you know, a very important musical figure. Will goes, "Well, actually, I'm glad you asked that." And he clears his throat and he gets up and he just goes on about like how Americans have a moral obliga- obligation that goes far beyond buying the newest car or purchasing the new. Uh, uh, Naughty by Nature CD, yeah. and then he just goes. If one child goes hungry, we must feed it. If one child shivers, we must shelter it. And I, for one, believe the brother knew what he was talking about. So he pulled this out of his ass. And then Mrs. Basson just says, "The brother died before there was a United mm, States." Yeah. <laughs> and and Will just goes, "Yeah, but the dream was alive." <laughs> and uh, you know, ring, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, that's right. Will thinks he's. He's scot-free, so he's like, all right, peace. But not really. She tells him she's going to have to fail him for missing half the semester. Mm-hmm. He apparently needs to make up 10 classes, but there's only five left until graduation. A bit of a conundrum. Um, I think this is funny because uh, of all classes to fail, how do you fail music? Well, yeah, I took music in grade 9, grade 10. I was a tenor sax player, and... Uh, Oh, look, look at, at me. You. I, grade nine was fun. And then grade 10, it just got way too much into like the notes and shit. That's when like it got really advanced. I'm like, all right, I'm going to pay shout out to this one. So I got the hell out of it <laughs> after grade 10. <laughs> but uh, it does get hard, man, believe it or not. It's not just, uh, you think like you're just going to be sitting there playing the instruments. But no, nah, man, they get into like the theory and then they get into like the notes and all the all them other gimmicks. Oh, I took it uh, grade nine, 10, 11, 12. Took oh, wow. It all four years. Yeah, uh, I was a tromboner, and <laughs> that was fun. Trombone was a cool instrument. Uh, but by grade 12, I switched to guitar, and then I kind of just played guitar from then on. I like that. So that was Very cool. good. That was cool. Very good. Music was good. Um, 
anyways, so Will kind of flips his tune. He starts to kind of panic after hearing that. He says, you don't understand. My mom's flying in from Philly to watch me graduate. The woman who gave me birth, if I don't graduate, she'll take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Will pleads he can make up the classes and do Tremendous. the work. Miss Basson kind of says, you know what? You're that determined? Then come here tomorrow at 5 mm. o'clock. And he says, okay, gotcha. Uh, the next day, we see Phil interviewing people for a babysitting the gig. fuck? Um, this was kind of random. There's a woman there who's sent by the Lord, a guy who just got out of prison, and of course, Jazz, who gets thrown out for thinking he's taking care of Hillary. That was just, like, we were talking about how dumb and sleazy yeah. he can be. This was just horrible. That was really bad. Um, but the other two people are just really random. <laughs> Which one was your what favorite? You think of this? Probably the guy that got out of prison. <laughs> wow, really, eh? I don't know. I thought it was funny. He was just like trying to make something out of himself, but not really. He had the worst intentions ever. Yeah. I've never seen this scene where Phil's interrogating. I'm not interrogating. Where uh, Phil's uh, questioning everybody, interviewing them. But I remember watching Mrs. Doubtfire. And there's a oh, scene yeah. in Mrs. Doubtfire that's similar to this. But in Mrs. Doubtfire, it's way funnier. It's way funnier. He's like, she's like interviewing people to become the babysitter. And so Robin yeah. Williams puts on all these different personas and calls in and tries to get the interview. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah, my name is Ilsa Immelmann, and I want to know how many children do you have? I have two girls and a boy. Oh, a boy. I don't work with the males because I used to be one. I remember that movie. Good movie. Yeah. You gotta watch so that movie. similar scene, but I thought it worked better in Mrs. Doubtfire Ski. Um, next scene, we'll run it here because it's a nice little, uh, nice little sweetie. Um, exchange of words. But basically, Will's in the kitchen being interrogated by everybody. <laughs> um, what do you want for graduation? Would y'all stop with the interrogation, please? <laughs> Obviously, some of us can handle the pressures of graduation better than others. A pressure. Look, man, I'm not feeling no pressure, okay? Thank God you're not giving the speech. It's an immense responsibility, one I face with great humility. But do I shirk it? No. Because somehow, deep down, I know anyone else would really bite. Gosh, Carlton, you're so confident. I'd be too nervous to be valedictorian. Nervous? Why? Why? I mean, to have all those people staring at you? I mean, people stare at me all the time, but I'm pretty. <laughs> I guess that spandex shirt don't got nothing to do with it, huh? Aren't you afraid you're going to mess up? Not a problem. Well, I'd be worried. Yeah, every kid hoping you make a fool of yourself. Every parent wondering what you're doing up at the podium and why you're sweating so much. Ew. <laughs> Yo, see, come on, man. You ain't got to worry about none of that. But I would worry about slipping off them stack of phone books you're going to be standing on. <laughs> Heck, you guys. Heck. You're very, very brave. We're so proud of you. Oh, God. I'm short, I'm sweaty, and I can't grow chest hair. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Is that a bald spot? Oh! Like, everyone's just kind of... It's kind of like when Carlton did the... Uh, 
when he threatened the the guy from the university and then Carlton lied saying he got in, but realistically he was like being suspended. Yeah, and similar like, trope. Like everyone was like offering him stuff and then like he was just like, oh, come on, guys, it's not that crazy. Same thing here with Will. Will's like kind of going to fail and everyone's just like, so what do you want for graduation? He's like, oh, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, same, same, same deal at all. But uh, so there's that. And then Carlton is also there and he realizes what it means to be a you know valedictorian and the weight that that's going to bring yeah. him. So yeah. Uh, Everyone around him is kind of shitting, would shit themselves, but they call him brave. But doing that inadvertently makes him kind of question the whole thing, and now he mm-hmm. gets nervous. So that's what that whole scene was about. After Carlton and his sisters leave, Vi walks in really excited, taking pics of Will. I love when Vi just randomly shows up, by the way. Like, it's just one of my favorite things when, like, one of the sisters just, you know, here I am. No, <laughs> Will said that she was coming. I know, but, like, you don't. I just, I don't know. I just, even though he says that, I don't believe it. Oh, like okay. You like, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like seeing them. It's like, oh, it was, um, I was a little sad seeing Vicom because I knew that Janet Hubert is oh, not going to yes. be featured in this episode. So this wow. is the first time that I remember seeing Vi, but no Janet Hubert. I just realized what kind of dynamic that's going to be in the future with Daphne and Vi and, you know. If that even is a thing. Oh, my God. Don't tell me they don't bring the sisters back again. Oh, my God. This is so scary. Mm. (laughs) You want to end the podcast series here? (laughs) It's just so awkward because it's going to be like these ladies that all kind of look like Janet Hubert hanging out with Daphne Reed. Who probably looks like their aunt. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, no, no. Just because like her hairstyle and the way she dresses and things like that is a lot different. than Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very. Yeah. Uh, that's not. That's not. That's not a knock on Daphne. Um, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, part of that's that. That to me, to me, there is a little excitement in knowing that there's a lot that I don't remember about seasons four through six. But at the same time, there's a lot that scares me. Um, Dude, it honestly, the more I think about it, the worse it Jesus. gets. <laughs> Look, listen. Oh, we're not telling man. any br- late breaking news here or any stories out of school. This show is considered to be top heavy. Like it starts off really good. It's still considered yes. a good show. It's but but it does have some it misses. It does have some misses. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Death. So where were we? Yeah, Vi comes in. She's taking pictures of Will. Will tries to downplay it, but Vi says, "You know what? I've been waiting 18 years for this moment. Nothing more important than this." Next day at school, we see Will hitting on that same girl from before. She says she missed him in class, but he says he's been elevated to a higher level class. Mm. She leaves. He enters as a said class. So this is the five o'clock that he had to make. And uh, oh, my God, it's a bunch of mm. kids. Well, one girl even saying, oh, great. Another high school dropout. Uh, he gets honey roasted. Yeah. As you say. <laughs> um, what did you think of this? You know, we're walking into a class full well, of Well, it's funny kids. because yeah, it's definitely... Like pre Billy Madison, right? So, but it's like Will in like this class. That's true. It's kind of a cool dynamic. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it from the beginning just because it, it kind of reminded me of something that would be in season one or season two. Just Will works really exactly. well with children because he's got his limits, as we'll see in a little yes. bit. Where I think somebody threatens to fight him or something like that, and he goes, "I'll fight you." He goes, "No, I won't," or something like that. And it's kind of like, "Yeah, you're not going to fight these little kids." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, like it definitely gave me season one vibes, which is always welcome. 
Mrs. Basson asks the class a question, she, but she picks Will. Will makes a joke that gets no pop from the class. Another kid shows him up. His name is Michael. And uh, Will makes him sad when he says, you know what? There ain't no Santa Claus. The kid Dude, just that was mean. <laughs> that was so mean. It was so horrible. You don't do that. Um, so that is Will's life right now in a class full of children. Next scene, we see Will in the kitchen, unable to eat. He tells Jeffrey what's going on. Jeffrey says, I sincerely hope you graduate, because if you're held back and I have to wash your gym socks again for another year, I shall take my own life. And he walks off. Um, obviously, suicide as a joke was very heavy in these days. These days, uh, you know, 2021, this is a I didn't even. Line. It didn't even phase me. Didn't Until right me. now. Yeah, he's like, oh, ah, yeah, if I gotta no, wash your, it's, it's if you gotta wash you, your socks one more time, I'll kill myself. Yeah, but now it's like <clears throat> you, you got to put on the twenty twenty one, and you you realize that you know this just doesn't fly. Shit like this isn't said these days in you know TV shows. No, but it didn't even phase me. I was like, okay. Yeah, because when you watch the show, you're kind of transferred to the nineties. You're yeah. just kind of uh, living in that moment, so it's fine. But once you analyze it, there's just so much that doesn't hold up. Yeah. It sucks, but it's just the way it is. Uh, Vi walks in with a gift for Will. Will says uh, this needs to stop. But before he he like goes through with that statement, he makes sure there aren't any car keys in the box. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Vi says, "You know what? I see what's going on. You're trying to downplay graduation because you don't want to make me feel bad because I never graduated." Uh, kind of ends there. Carlton walks in. He's an absolute mess. This whole valedictorian thing is really getting to him at this point. Um, so yeah, it's kind of adding on to that. But we'll see how this pays off in the end. Next scene: Will's back in the class. The class gets divided into two teams, and Will gets picked second last by the same kid that showed him up. That being Michael. Will's team loses, and Will gets honey roasted by Michael. So we should run that scene. Which it's scene? It's actually pretty funny how it, uh, the, when they, they're split into yes. two teams and Will like tries to get the thing right, but he's wrong. And then Michael just kind of <laughs> gives, I forget what he says to him, but it honestly was just like a jab. It's just funny. Will getting picked on by this kid like constantly. It's just, but by the end they're homies, which is awesome. I really like that touch. Yeah. Um, Oh, oh, I wrote, I'm an idiot. I wrote it down. Michael says, uh, Will says to Michael, what are you looking at? And then Michael's just like, not much. <laughs> imagine, imagine a little kid saying that to you, man. <laughs> it's horrible. They're very quick lines, but they got a little bit of a little snap to them. I love how the kid, uh, the way he is and the way he delivers the lines is really yeah. funny. I actually really dig the kid. Um, and Will, of course, snaps. He says, you know, we could take this out to the monkey bars anytime, any place, the kid says. And then Will just goes back to, he's like, I'm just kidding. You the man. And he starts like yep, kind of playfully. Yeah, he goes, I'm not fighting you. I'm not fighting you. You're, you know, you're a cute little kid. Uh, so this is where Will's world goes from like bad to worse. The class is over. They're walking out. And Will, um, he's like behind everybody. And Miss Bassin yells, and says, remember, we need to find out what your measurements are tomorrow for the costumes. So Miss Basson says uh, that he's going to be performing in costume in front of his friends and family at grad. Because uh, Will obviously had questions. Will says, hell no. Mrs. Basson says, then I'm afraid you won't graduate. 
And Will says, and I'm afraid I'm not going to sign your yearbook. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a last-ditch effort to get the upper hand, but man, what a conundrum that is! Um, did uh, do you, Chris? I should ask you this before, but do you remember this episode? I remember him in the costume. That's my right. extent. So when did this this probably shine some bells in your head? No, I just remembered him in costume, but I didn't even remember the teacher or the or uh, oh, so you don't know? Like I don't remember Carlton's speech. Nothing. No, no. Wow, that's cool. I will say this is one uh, episode I do remember, but I didn't realize it was a season. It was in season three, let alone the last episode. So that was interesting. I would say that um, uh, it's. Yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know about legendary moment, but definitely it's a legendary picture. That visual of Will standing there in the frog costume. I think that. Uh, yeah. It's legendary. I think it's a flower. A flower, exactly. It's a sunflower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So later that night, Will comes clean with Phil and Vi. Uh, they're just on the couch, Will standing up. Uh, he basically just says, you know what? I know that you're going to be mad, but you're just going to have to deal with it. I'm a man, and I'm not going to get into a costume. Like, I'm standing, you know, he's standing his ground. Phil and Vi just keep kind of looking at each other, and I love this. It just shifts scenes to Will in the costume. <laughs> so it's like, Looking miserable <laughs> as fuck. He's so sad and pissed. They look like, and he's got the squad uh, behind them, and... And they're in this hallway, and they filmed it like uh, like they do in FIFA before the team goes onto the pitch. Like they're in this hallway, like <laughs> yeah. getting ready to go out there, and Will's not happy. Freaking gorilla position right there. That's awesome. At the show, since we cut, uh, so they're in the back of this, you know, the auditorium. They're in the back. There's a curtain dividing uh, them with the audience. It's a packed house. Will even peeks over, and you see it. Uh, Vi comes through the back, gives him a kiss. This one kid calls him a mama's boy. Again, Will just constantly getting roasted by these kids. And uh, so Miss Bassin uh, goes and she announces at the show that the kids are coming out. But the minute she does that, the kids make a run for the door. And Will's just like, where the hell are you guys going? And, like, it's nice because, like, even though he doesn't want to do this, he feels the importance that the kids do this. And he'll do it with the kids because, well, A, he has to graduate. But, two, he, he gets it. Like, the parents came to see the kids. The kids are at a fragile age where, you know, they can't be afraid of these things. you got to teach them. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> where are you guys going? Come on, don't you guys want to go out there and see Uncle Willie make a fool out of himself? What's wrong? Those are people out there. Oh. All this time, y'all thought we was going to be performing for some Smurfs? <laughs> okay, come on, look, let's just pretend it's another rehearsal. Forget it. We're not ready for the public. Uh, how do you think I feel? <laughs> We've got our futures to think about. Listen, I don't think you guys understand. If we don't get out there, I'm not going to graduate. You're breaking my heart. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> And if you guys don't let me graduate, then I might have to mess y'all up. Show up! So, I really give big ups to Will. Yeah, but that's and, not uh, it. He, the way you... What do you mean that's not he it? Got well, the, I'm, I'm also he got not. the kids because he didn't want to go up on stage by himself. That's the vibe you got? That's not the vibe I got. He's got to graduate. Exactly. So, yeah, they need to do it as a team. But he's also got a vested yeah, right. interest he in that he needs to graduate. He does, say, <laughs> he does say, if you don't help me graduate, I'm going to mess I'll you up. I'll murder you guys. So, 
We will go to the monkey bars. Yeah. But I do like how he's like, don't you want to see Uncle Willie make a fool of himself? Like, he tries to get, he just has anything to try to get them yeah. to go on stage with him. Uh, but he does fill them up with confidence eventually. Yes, sir. So yes, sir, cool. he does. Yes, they sir, go on he stage. does. They, they do a nice little presentation. Chris, what do you think of the presentation? Just lovely, isn't it? Isn't that, wasn't that number just fantastic? I would give that number a nine out of ten. And ladies and gentlemen, the Argentinian uh, judge gives it a nine out of ten. Uh, we will be right back. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I don't know how to follow that. That was that was tremendous. Um, okay. So, anyways, where are we? At the end of that, like amazing performance. I love when they put on the sunglasses and it goes <laughs> into like a snappy, yeah, yeah. snappy do. We'll run that. Uh, but at the end, Miss Basson congratulates Will and praises him. Uh, no, she passes him. And after that, yeah. the girl Will was crushing on comes and says that he was like, that was just the most sensitive thing that she's ever seen. And then Will just walks out with her. He says, oh, girl, I'd be boohooing during Lassie. So, again, Will lucking into, uh, you know, looking very sensitive and he does it for the kids. But really, he had to do it for himself. We then cut to Carlton's speech. We insert the speech here because it's pretty important. Carlton with a nice little spotlight. There's a scene here, if you watch it, where the way he gets his confidence is by looking down at the paper. And there's a, a picture of Bryant Gumble, who he's mentioned time and time again. So that was pretty funny. Um, but that's it. He says the speech. At the end, we see the students receive diplomas. Will jumps off stage into Carlton's arms. They give each other a hug. Everyone throws their caps. And that's it. It is on to season four. And that's it. Chris, what do you think of this graduation? Very good. Very, very, very good. good. This whole episode gave me season one vibes, and that is always a plus. Yeah, it was nice to see uh, the Banks family, everybody in the crowd. Even Jazzy Jeffsky was there. And um, for one of the – there's this really beautiful scene – of um of Carlton giving the speech up there and there's a moment just a moment where it goes to Will for like three four seconds and the camera stays there and you see this look on Will's face like wow like he's just got this expression like uh my goodness you know like he finally he sees his cousin and he realizes how much uh he's either really impressed with him or how much he loves him kind of thing you know what I'm saying right. he's just looking at him with like such admiration and just uh Really, really sweet. You have to remember, like, this is a not too long ago, you know, they had that little scare with the overdose and all that crazy shit. So right. it was really sweet. And then when he finishes his speech, you know, everybody gives him a nice standing ovation. And my favorite part is Will looks at him and, you know, this this could easily have been Will's moment to steal. But uh, he points at him. He goes, you the man, you the man. And I thought that was so right. cool. For that, that one good. moment, there's no bullshit. Um, it was like compliment, exception, you know, acceptance, and that's it, and you move on. It was really sweet. Exactly. Really nice. All right, let's get into the final thoughts, trivia facts, and gifts. Chris, you alluded to this, but it is the last episode to credit Janet Hubert Witten as Vivian Banks, as Hubert Witten was Whew. fired after disagreements over a reduced 10-episode role with NBC due to her pregnancy. And she was replaced by Daphne Maxwell-Reed for the remaining three seasons. So this is common knowledge at this point. So we'll see Maxwell 
read next week. Final performance by William Court. William Court was the one of the principals on stage. He was uh, the white man. He was born on July 8th, 1936 in El Paso, Texas. USA is William uh, Phelps Greer III. He was an actor known for Heathers in 1988, Ghost 1990, and Elvira, Mistress of the Dark 1988. He died on September 23rd, 1993 in Los Angeles, California. Uh, age 57, died of cancer. So he shot this scene and literally a couple months later wow. he died. Yeah. Um, and then, unfortunately, the the uh, the teacher, Mrs. Basson, kind of suffered a similar fate. Rosalind Cash, who plays Mrs. Basson, would die two years after this episode was shot. Age 56, also oh, died young. God. Yeah, so those two deaths right there. Uh, just crazy, because I really like the actress just like you did. Started going into the IMBD and shit, and then all of a sudden I find that out, and it's like, oh my mm. God. Horrible. Wow. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, this episode was named after the movie Will Smith starred in that year, Six Degrees of Separation, as this one was called Six Degrees of Graduation. So <laughs> I like those little notes. I've never seen that movie. Brian Gumble. No, I've heard of it, seen the trailer for it, never seen it though. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so it's on the to do. Brian Gumble is in the picture of Carlton's valedictorian speech, said that. After the recital at the graduation ceremony, Will tells Mrs. Basson that he's never having kids. Interestingly enough, Will Smith and his then-wife, Cherie Zampino, had Will's first child, Willard Carroll Trey Smith III, during the time season three was in production. And there you have it. So he had kids when he said he didn't want kids. That's <laughs> basically what that says. Right. Just give me your zinger. Zinger of the episode. All right, and my zinger of the episode will insert it right here. Class, say hello to Will. He'll be joining us until the end of the semester. Great, another high school dropout. <laughs> okay, now before we start our scales, can anyone tell me what pizzicato means? Mr. Smith? Mr. Smith, you got all these? <laughs> um, <clears throat> sure, um, pizzicato. That's a uh, pizza with avocado. <laughs> Did I say it was a, a pizza? <laughs> Michael. Pizzicato, a term indicating that strings should be plucked, not bowed. Oh, yeah, well, there ain't no Santa Claus. I just thought that uh, the kids never really said anything rude, but w w how they said it, their cadence, their everything, just made those little little clapbacks really pop. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. That. <laughs> uh, yeah, give me your final... Uh... Final rating and your thoughts on this last episode of season three. Yeah, like I said, it's been really hard for me to concentrate on these last two episodes uh, just because I just feel like there's so much other stuff going on in the background that it just really... It's a strange last episode in the sense of, uh, like, all the characters are divided. Like, we we don't see much of the kids, and uh, it's a Will-centric episode, but at the same time, Viv's out of it because they've written her off as sick. Uh, we, so we don't see that. Yeah. We don't see any of the baby. 
Like, I feel like there was such a buildup to the baby that there was, like, little little follow-through. But I guess it would have, by the fact that it was a legit pregnancy, it obviously would have made filming just a complete nightmare, right? But um, right. I thought there going to be some more focus on the baby, but I guess uh, it didn't happen. And also that this happened so late in the season. So at least now uh, with the season over, there is there's a lot of questions and it will make... Uh, it will make for a more, uh, how do I say it? Like, it will make season four, episode one, s- seem a little, you know, something to look forward to because you want to see how everything's kind of changed and evolved over time. But I thought this episode, uh, you know, it it was fine. I liked I liked Will and the kids. I thought that stuff really looked really good. I always get a kick out of kids being mean, so I <laughs> thought that was really, any of those parts are good. Um and everything else was solid. The uh, the teacher was good, um, but like I said, just a just a for me a weird last episode. Like I would have done a more I don't know what I would have done, but it was just like a weird last episode. Like I pictured this episode somewhere in the middle. Obviously not not the graduation episode, but I mean an episode like this where it's so heavy on the school and it ends with just like a valedictorian dress. But yeah. What'd you give it? Sorry, I don't know if I missed that or if you said it. I'm going to give this episode a uh, 6 out of 10. So I'm doing six double sixes this week. There you go. I think that the episode is pretty good compared to a lot of season three. Uh, but again, I kind of feel the same way. If this, if the tone of this episode was more into the beginning or the middle, would have made more sense. Would have probably given season three a better reputation Mm. uh, rather than save this for the end and make it a season finale like it doesn't make any sense and that's kind of why i say i wish our episode swapped because i think yours made more sense to end on a season finale note uh but it is what it is both episodes weren't that special like to a crazy extent like this one really wasn't that special but yours had the whole the whole line of thing going but i don't know i just you could watch this one and it's fine. It's a good episode, I guess, but it's nothing crazy. But when you start thinking of how it's a season finale and it's Janet's last credit and like all that, it doesn't live up to that. That's the problem. So I'm also going to give it a six. There you go. Ten. Double sixes. Double sixes. That is 12 out of 20. <laughs> Goodbye, season three. Do you want to do a quick like what you thought of season three as a whole? And if you had to rate season three, what would you? Oh, I probably wouldn't rate the season three. Do, 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 do. I'll rate it. I don't care. <laughs> Let me take a quick look, see poo here at the season. I think season three, coming off the heels of season two, which was great. I think they just didn't know what else to do, and they didn't they didn't want to continue that same formula. So that's when they started taking risks with the show. And the thing is, the risks didn't pay off that much uh, because it was either just too much into space to the point where it was just dumb or it was so safe that it just didn't do anything innovative. And we always praise it and knock off points for those two reasons, and that's fine. But I think once you have a formula that worked, you should have just built upon it rather than change it. And I think that's season three's biggest problem is it tries to change things that were working and they instead kind of went down a route that i wasn't a fan of so eh, if i had to rate the season out of 10 i'd probably give it like a five or a six um it just 
compared to the magnificent magnificence of season one and two i just don't think that this is that good i don't and i actually do think season four will probably be better than season three i have high hopes because at that point all the janet stuff is dealt with we just kind of have to move on and you know just accept uh the new Aunt viv and just you know go on from there no more bs hopefully they can recapture the magic and uh that was season three in a nutshell to me. It was just very a, a risky season that didn't pan out. What would give? What would be your overall rating? And allow yourself the decimal. Overall rating of season three. Yeah. I think I'd have to go with like a, a freaking five point five. <laughs> yeah. 5.5 cuz I don't want to give it like a shitty 5 I want to give it like a good 5 but I also don't want to give it a 6. Mm. The thing is it's like there's just so much the bad outweighs the good see, in this see. season to me, you know. Especially when you throw in like even without the whole Janet stuff in the back there, just the episodes in general like they just it's it's very miss and uh when you throw in the Janet stuff it just doesn't help the season's case. So yeah, 5.5 out of 6. Uh, you don't have to rate it, but I just, I don't know. I wanted to get like a little bit of a, a rounded thought out of me for season 3. Because I've been struggling with this the whole time. Like, I just, it's like, okay, season 3 is good now. Okay, it's going to be good. Oh, no, it's shit again. It's, <laughs> that's been like, that's been our episodes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I think that no doubt, no doubt what happened in this season, obviously, is they found out really early on that Janet Hubert was pregnant. And that yeah. forced all kinds of uh, rewrites and new stories, right? There are episodes based on getting ready for the baby, sets in the title, <laughs> um, where they're dealing with the mood swings and everything else and the sisters come. Like, there's, uh, it becomes a focal point. Yes. And it's used well to a certain extent. And... I think part of my problem with the season is the whole thing just feels disjointed. Like season one to me is like a, it's a whole, whole ass like story arc that is just kind of, it's just basically growing pains for lack of a better phrase. It's like Will versus the family. That's kind of season one. Season two, it's an older Will. He's beginning to date now. So he's, he's getting on more responsibility. Now, instead of high school, he's thinking about colleges and things like that. So it's a, it's a big deal, right? And season three, I, if, I, I believe that it feels so disjointed because it does feel like it's been written. It, it's had rewrites. It, it's had episodes removed and other ones written in and put in, things like that. Because the season starts off with... Uh, an evolution of the characters, like Hillary gets a job, right? Like, so we see them like evolving. And then somewhere in the middle there, they do this story arc where, you know, he's going to, uh, Uncle Phil is going to uh, become judge. So they do the yeah. here comes the judge story there. So that's three, four episodes. And on and on it goes from there. It kind of just winds down. Then we go back to the baby. Um, and we end up with graduation. Seems to me that there's a lot in there that was removed that probably would have made the season a lot more seemed, uh, you know, uniform. But this one just kind of seemed a little yeah. bit disjointed for me. I'm going to give this season overall... 
a 6.5. And there you have it. That is the end of season three. We'll be right back to close the show after some ice cube. Break them.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for downloading this podcast. It's been another week of podcast fresh, fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, if this is your first time downloading this show, we are part of the Podcast Fresh Network, and we also have shows that call the Last Wrestling Podcast, where we talk wrestling, and then we have the Podcast Fresh Cafe, where I get together with Ryan and we talk half video games, half pro wrestling with a sprinkling of uh, stupidity, randomness, and side tangents. And then Ryan's got the gaming <laughs> asylum where every once a week he straps himself in, throws himself in that cell, and uh, delivers a show based on video games. So you have all Dems. If you want to follow us, we're on Instagram at Podcast Fresh, uh, Facebook Podcast Fresh, and Twitter at uh, Podcast Fresh T.O. But uh, anyways, yeah, you could follow us at Podcast <laughs> Fresh. Um, uh, you could email us at podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. If you want to follow our Instagrams, you could do so by following at Torres yeah. Unlimited and at official underscore acapello on Instagram. And I'm done talking. Next week, we'll be back with the Freshies 3. That's when we give out those golden awards to our favorites. We'll be doing different. We, we've been doing different categories for Freshies One, Freshies Two. So we'll be back next week for Freshies Three, um, and we'll check that out. That'll be fun. That'll be a fun one. It's always fun to put together. And it's always fun to hear the feedback. So if you want to shoot us an email, yes. we are at podcastfresh2020 at gmail.comski. And uh, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, on behalf of Ryan and myself, thank you very much. And don't forget to download the rest of our shows. Thank you. Thank you so much. Stay fresh. And that's it. Uh, Chris, anything to add here? This is the last episode. Um, any news or anything you heard or anything? News about what? I'm just saying if you want to add anything to this. To what? To the episode? No, no. To the, to the facts. If there's anything here you wanted to talk about or anything that stuck out or anything. No, cut this. No, out. Okay. no, uh, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm looking. I just, uh, I don't see anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just give me your zinger, zinger of the episode. Gotta have the new IMDb fucking website that takes longer to load. God damn it! God damn it! Everything's gotta be shiny. Everything's gotta be shiny. Everything's gotta have fucking six videos that all open up at the same time. <laughs> Jesus Christ It's all prestige It's insane Navigating the internet Is just A ridiculousness You click any one thing Cookies Okay Okay To the cookies Okay To continue reading Sometimes you're reading An article Here's the most annoying one You're reading You're reading an article And they find some cute way To like do a pop up Hey Sorry Just need a minute of your time It's like Nah bitch Get the fuck out the way I'm reading shit You know what I mean Man, there's a lot of shit that happened on SmackDown. What happened? McMahon welcomes the WWE Universe home. So this was a live Nice. Drop. Finn Balor. Finn oh, Balor shit. Oh, shit. What else? That's it? That's uh, all That's I've awesome. seen so far. Dude, they are, tr they are trying Edge new shit. Like Xavier Woods pinned fucking Randy Orton. No. Uh, Bobby Bobby. Lashley, exactly. Uh, that was fucking crazy. That was raw. Edge and the Mysterials versus Roman and the Usos. Ooh, That's I like cool. that. But anyway, go ahead. That's awesome, <laughs> kid. By the way, uh, real quick, I saw Fighter Fest. Holy fuck, yeah. show. Come on, baby, I'm saying bing, bang, bluesy, me and you in a jacuzzi. What's <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Smith?
Uh, I'll be live tweeting Sunday for the WWE pay per view. Pac Man. Talk to the people. I'm actually very excited for. uh, Oh, man. That to me feels like. I'm actually very excited. WWE wants to start fresh. Here's what you do. And I hate it when they do this, but for this night, I'm fine with it. Change pretty much all of your titles and, 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 and put some surprises in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, Monday, exactly. you wake up. I'm Cedric Alexander is like the IC champ. Uh, uh, Xavier Woods is the world champion. Okay, let's not get crazy. Like, no, no, I mean, like, let's, let's not, not get crazy, like changing everything. But <laughs> you need a few surprises like that. Right. <laughs> no, it'd be cool. I, I'm predicting a Becky return mm-hmm. now, so I think that's been heavy. But do used. something fun. Here's what I would do. Yeah, Finn Balor come out. Right? On Monday Night Raw? Or SmackDown, whatever the fuck he's going to be on. He shows up. Well, he already did come out on SmackDown. He he comes out and goes, Hey, I bet you didn't think you'd see me again. And he's up. understand the, the turmoil <laughs> in my head where I was like, please don't do the accent. Please don't do the <laughs> accent. That. He fucking does the accent. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so, so anyway, so Balor's out there and he says, you know, I best been a long time. He cuts the speech and of course he mentions, you know, he mentions uh, I'm back for one guy, one guy only. Seth Rollins, get your butt out here. And uh, you hit Seth Rollins' music. He comes out and he stands there, right? And from behind right. Seth Rollins, boom, somebody elbows Rollins. Rollins falls to the ground wearing some wacky suit. And this guy proceeds to get grabbed and tossed off the stage area, right? Into, like, the cables and the boxes below. Right. And so, obviously, uh, now you have uh, Finn Bella like, the f- okay, come on, bring it, bitch. And who's he looking at? It's none other than Cain Velasquez. No. It's Carrion <laughs> Cross. Carrion oh Cross grabs shit. a mic. So he goes, "You don't get to bitch out. We have unfinished business. You don't just leave NXT like that, right?" And then you have Seth Rollins gets up there. Seth Rollins jumps back on the stage with a steel chair, takes out Cross, and he goes for uh, Finn Balor. And like twenty guards come in and separate the whole thing. Dude, that would be madness. If I went to, like, a wrestling site and I just saw, like, headlines, SmackDown report, you know, Finn Balor returns, challenges Seth Rollins, gets attacked by Karrion Cross. I'd be like, the fuck is going on here? That's, That's what awesome. you need. That's you need you something NXT like that. News, exactly. Some excitement. Some excitement, yeah. Podcast Fresh. <laughs>